It is Wednesday, my dudes. This is how I win. This is no democracy. It is a dictatorship. Hate, 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 hate. Double hate. Load entirely. You're out of order. You're out of order. You think that guy just says bullshit? Thank you. back we survived last week we survived top 100 with jack um if you're friends with jake marangoni you can send him a message right now and tell him he sucks um he's supposed to be on this call he's not here right now he may show up at some point uh there will be coho in the back breaking ties but we're here to decide the ultimate character draft um had some people send in some lists I had my own creative, like, say, oh, we're going to change a few things up, make some stuff a little funny. We got four subcategories, breaking down to one winner. You, Cameron Holtzman, if you're on my Y, if you're on this multiplex account, I need you to turn off the brand topic because you're not allowed to see before anybody else. I forgot. I assumed that was the case. I just kept it on comments. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, speaking of Cameron Holtzman, uh, do you think you have what it takes to decide what the ultimate character in a movie is? Um, I think I have what it takes to not put Sean Astin at number 11 on the greatest performances of all time. So uh, I am clearing what appears to be the bar for this show. That is very true. Brian, uh, there's becoming a group. There's becoming a group of people that just uh, that you uh, – that don't care what I think on this show. Um, it's a group that I don't really like that much, um, but they're they're growing in numbers. To be surprised um, after about you know two years of doing the show. Uh, do you think you have what it takes to help decide uh, the ultimate character? Uh, first of all, I'm just glad I started a revolution of people that don't care what you think, Cody. Um, yep. Me, I, I certainly think that I have the the ability to pick the best character. I'm quite sure that a lot of people aren't going to agree with me on those, but eh, who cares? Are you sure about that? Quite sure. Um, and he was also, you were also on our first bracket episode. You did not like the winner of that all, the first bracket. Um, so will any of those characters show up tonight? And can you shoot them down this time? We'll see. JTH, some people in this community didn't know you were still around. But you are. How do you think you're going to do tonight? Uh, I have no idea. I'm hoping I just know everybody that's on this bracket list uh, personally. But uh, I, I think Coho just wanted me uh, to be on here uh, finally for the first time in nearly three years. So here I am. And he's happy. Spence is happy. So hopefully I'll make you happy too, but probably not. I'll probably, I'll probably find a way to lose this thing without even uh, having to make a list or anything else. Uh, to help you out, um, Coho doesn't normally pick anybody. It's normally me. So um, if I haven't had you on, deepest apologies. Jeremy, you're the fourth replacement. Actually, I kind of wanted you on the show after you nominated because you said, hey, I'll do it. And mm-hmm. I already picked the final people. And then a computer and a grumpy old man decided to back out. 
Um, yeah, that's Joseph and uh, Kirk. That's for you, buddy. You're old. Um, uh, how do you think you're going to do tonight? Some would say that you're very equal to uh, Mike Hanley. Yeah, some might say that. Well, I may. I feel bad because everybody submitted lists, so I'll. I, I made a short list, so you guys read these and you tell me if I've picked like good characters oh or not. Like I feel like these are five of the like just bangers. <laughs> the best word, but hey, um, sure is it even a movie? <laughs> pretty sure he doesn't care. Um, okay, so um, how the show's going to work is there are four subcategories: protagonist, villains, miscellaneous, could be anything, and then killers. Okay. Okay. I'm telling you right now, Holtzman, if you are on the brand, I will stab you in the neck. I'm not on the not brand. Him. I'm on the comments. Garth just said win or lose. Oh. JTH, always fun. Okay. Just saying. Um, so we're going to start with, again, me and Co. I had two people rank these, basically. So we're going to go 1 through 16 of protagonists. So the one seed is Marge Gunderson versus... Maximus. So we're going to go around the horn. We're going to get you guys' thoughts and opinions on both of these characters. Marge Gunderson from Fargo, Coen Brothers movie. Ridley Scott, Maximus. What say you, Holtzman? Who do you give the edge to? And what is your feelings about both these characters? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen both these movies in a while. Uh, but I do uh, enjoy both of them. Uh, I think Marge uh, is like quintessential what i assume a north dakotan is or a minnesotan as far as minnesota not north dakota uh what i assume uh one of them to be i don't really know uh but yeah just like a really fun and enjoyable uh performance and an enjoyable character uh like trying to do what's right uh but also like ha having these moments of seriousness when it comes time for her to um and then russell crowe yeah one man on a quest of vengeance, avenge his family, fondle some grain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Brian, what say you? Um, you know it's tough. Um, because I think, I think that obviously they're they're both great characters. Uh, Fargo, I'm not as big a fan as a lot of people are. I mean, it's a good movie, but but uh, I'm not like in love with it like some people are. Um. But I mean, the characters are all great, and this isn't—we're not talking about best performances. So it's not a matter of their acting; it's a matter of the characters Correct. themselves. So, whereas I think that Marge is is a good character, a fun character. She's a little bit more of almost a caricature at times, whereas I think Maximus has like an actual like you know character arc and everything. And so I'd go with Maximus. All right, uh, Kim. What would you? What was your vote? Oh, I didn't know if I was supposed to vote yet or not. Technically, um, I didn't ask for him, but I'm going to. Oh, ask I'm sorry. Him. I didn't understand oh, that first. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't set the rules it's, very well. So it's close, but I lean Marge. Okay, so it's one one. We're going to go to JTH. Have you seen both these movies? I have. Shocker. Oh, okay. Well, good start. And your opinion on both of them. First off, it's not a character. That's what people in North Dakota actually sound like. So, um, to me, I actually really like Fargo a lot. Um, I know that's a shock, considering probably some people probably don't even think I even saw the movie. But um, I tend to like um, characters that are more down to earth, which is absolutely what Marge was. 
everybody I think is a very embraceable, lovable character. Whereas Maximus, I, I would not uh, bear to want to be Maximus in any sh shape or form. So I would absolutely lean towards Marge. Okay, that is fair. Um, and Jeremy, so it is now two one in favor of Marge. Okay. Uh, where do you lean? Well, like I would imagine for a lot of people my age, this was my first Coen Brothers movie, speaking of Fargo. So it was my first kind of venture into their world at the time. Uh, and Marge is awesome. Like she's this kind of peppy little spark in the middle of this insane murder kidnapping plot. And she works it out. But then in Gladiator, I mean, he it's kind of just at the end of the day, it's Death Wish 10,000 BC. Like, he just gets betrayed, he turns around, and he goes back, and he's trying to get revenge. So I'm probably going to give it to Marge. Okay, so Marge moves over once he beats the 16th. Um, if I was Brian, I would have given it to Maximus as well. Just my opinion. But um, overall, so Marge wins. Uh, so we got our second matchup. Um, we've got the one seed, or the two seed, Captain Jack Sparrow. Versus the 15th seed, John Rambo. Um, so, if you don't know, I have a producer that works backstage. His name is Caleb Coho. He also had a hand in seating this. I don't know if he knew that, but he did. So, Captain Jack got the two because I had somebody else do also the rankings. So, uh, so we'll start with um, Brian. And let's save your vote for the end. Just talk about the characters, and then we'll go around the horn. I like that idea better. So, Brian, um, thoughts on both characters? Um, Captain Jack is just an iconic character. I mean, it's somebody who it came from out of nowhere. Nobody expected this to become it. Even when they knew they were making a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, and even when they cast Johnny Depp, nobody thought that the character would be what they made of it. It was, you know... He was, you know, adventurous and swashbuckling and all these things, but he's also hilarious. He seems dumb, but at the same time, sometimes he's the smartest guy in the room and he kind of knows what's going on, whereas other people don't. Um, he's got the physical humor to him. He's got, you know, uh, the, the dialogue is great with him. It's just it's so many things about that character make him unique that there really isn't anyone else like him in movies. Um, and Rambo, Rambo is, is one of those ones who, I mean, you can look at, especially film to film is changed very much because i mean in the first one people forget the first first blood was really it was a lot of action to it but it was more drama actually you know and and as it went on of course james cameron wrote the second one which became more of the action fest and by the time he got into some of the other ones they just came kind kind of you know just messy action films um the last couple honestly in my opinion shouldn't have been made but the character himself, I mean, you understand the motivation, you understand the corner he was put in, and especially if, if you're looking at him mainly from that first movie, it is a pretty well-defined character. Fair. JTH, your thoughts. Have you seen both these films? Yes, I have. Or at least one, at least one of the Rambos, or at yes. least one of the Pirates. Okay, perfect. So this is interesting because uh, both these uh, franchises have kind of gone – in a way, kind of a similar track, but kind of get two different impressions because it's like the Rambo films, they started out great and then they kind of became translated as kind of dumb fun in a way, whereas the pirate movies kind of took that same track, but everyone just thinks they're crap. And to me, I've never really understood the the connection to that. Um, to me, I actually think they're pretty similar. If I, so to me, it's going to be really hard for me to really grasp 
the the fine uh, ways to actually pick this one. So I'm actually still kind of torn on this one personally. Good, because I haven't asked for a vote yet. Jeremy, uh, what do you yeah, think? I think they're both great, and they're both iconic at this point, right? I mean, Rambo got to the point where it was great action, and then to the point of cliche. Like, that's the action cliche is Rambo 3, Rambo 4, you know, to the point where it shows up in Gremlins and Hot Shots Part 2, stuff like that. Uh, and then Pirates of the Caribbean, though, that, you know, Johnny Depp was on top of the world at the time, and people were like, this is going to be stupid. They're making a movie based on a ride. And they didn't know that the ride-based movie that would suck would come many years later. So he turned that franchise into what it was. And Holtzman, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, Jack Sparrow uh, is arguably the best part of three out of five Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Uh, and then there's two that we don't need to rewatch or really talk about much because uh, the character is a case of diminishing returns. Uh, but he has a lot of great moments. Uh, one of the all-time iconic character introductions is just him stepping off of the boat as it fully submerges under the water and him going, well, all right, cool, and just keeps walking. Um, but my favorite part of the Rambo movies is not watching them because I haven't done that. Okay, so we'll know where you're going to lean in this out. Um, Brian? You never know. A good shot. I mean... Come on. There's a collection of Jack Sparrow's above my head right here. So I was going to say, Brian, turn your camera off and let the people yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Jack Sparrow, hands down for me. And I will give him, he is in this community the biggest Pirates fan in this community because I believe he beat, he won the Pirates full he beat somebody in a random. 883 so. pieces of gold. <laughs> JTH, where are you leaning? I think I'm going to lean a little bit towards Sparrow, e even though uh, you know Cameron really didn't uh, do himself any favors when he said Sparrow's the best character in three of the five movies because he's like the main character. It should be five of the five movies, to he's be not, fair. He's not even the best in like the third, like the third one. But, but, I'll like, give you, I'll give like, you. Like, 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 to, me, that, to me, that should be like an indictment against the character. But uh, yeah, to me, I just think the. The Sparrow character has been a lot more embraced, especially over the last couple of years. Whereas that last Rainbow film was kind of a, kind of more of a death nail, personally. So I'm going to lead towards Sparrow. Jeremy, it's it's a tough pick, um, but I think mainly because like it's so, got to be so iconic. Like I said, to the point of cliche. And also, if I don't pick John Rambo, my wife will file papers. Uh, I've got to give my vote to Rambo. Jack Sparrow moves on. Uh, you don't know where I'm voting. <laughs> you, I'm not even if I voted you. Rambo, Coho is the tiebreaker, and Jack Correct. Sparrow would win. Jack Sparrow. So, so I'm, I'm saving the props. Two steps yeah. ahead of you. I'm not allowing you to vote for something you haven't seen. So, <clears throat> as much as I want to give three point voting points to the man that's wearing a shark shirt with a crown on his head. Um, uh, okay. So we're, we're on to the next one. I have to find this. Okay, so... Number three is uh, Indiana Jones, and he's taking on John McClane. Oh, oh why is that a picture of John McClane? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good day to die hard. You did this I just think that's actually a weird. Uh, oh. 
Uh, I didn't do the rankings. Um, I kept my name out of that, so uh, that's just me. Um, the person that will go last on voting and this will be Brian Michael. So we're going to start with Jeremy, though. Oh, uh, Jeremy. So, Jesus. He's like the action hero for everybody. And then John McClane is the action hero once you turn like 13 or 14 and you're old enough to watch the diehards and stuff. Uh, so, oh, man. They're both great. Indiana Jones. Well, great. what's your opinion on both characters? And then we can come uh, back to the vote for later. Uh, they're both awesome. So, Indiana Jones is great. I'm only talking about three movies because only three exist. So, the arc that goes over those three are pretty great. Uh, I stand I, by no, that. There's no aliens, uh, oh. but it, it allows for like supernatural and but adventure at the same time without too much stupidity. Question for you, Jeremy. Uh, what would you say if somebody said that the fourth one that we do not speak of is uh, the third best and number two is the worst? Well, I, I know a guy who's actually said that to me, and I said he was completely insane. So They're saying it's worse than the fifth one? Uh, the fifth the one is third. doesn't exist. Well, the, I'm talking about, okay, so I'm so about- the fourth, the fourth one. Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is the oh, third sorry, best. I you die hard. Ignore me. I'm on a different conversation. Oh, Go ahead. I was like, Brian, five is not out yet. <laughs> no, I was confused. I, famous words from uh, Coho. Coho says the <laughs> second one. My belief is people that say the second one is bad is because the internet tells you it's bad. Um, uh, Cameron, Holson. um, I don't. I've, I don't think I've ever gotten your opinion on these two uh, franchises, so I'm interested to see how you feel about these two characters. Yeah, uh, I have seen uh, all four of the Indiana Jones movies because I don't care if you don't like the fourth one; it exists. Uh, and I've seen the uh, the first three Die Hard movies. Um, yeah, I think these are both very solid characters. Um, I think Indiana Jones, like yeah, like it was said, is like the like quintessential like adventurer like if you're following a guy on an adventure indiana jones is the guy whereas mclean is like your we are in a tight spot who do you call to be your like action hero savior of the day uh but they do like have some very similar things um yeah i i have a direction that i would probably lean but this is a this is a very close matchup JTH. So I have seen all three Indiana Jones films. Let that be known. And it's my favorite movie trilogy, my favorite movie franchise. So I think that pretty much puts that clear. I have not seen all the Die Hard films, but even if I had, John McClane probably has a big hill to climb. The end. Um, Brian. Yeah, how are you feeling about the? I think these are like two of the volunteer movies for you. So how are you feeling? They, they, these really should be you know two of the people in like the top five, top four, you know semifinals or whatever, uh, in my opinion. But you know for what that's worth, um, yeah, everybody knows I'm a big fan of these series. Uh, Indiana Jones. I mean, yeah, the fourth one is a gigantic step down. Um, but just just talking about the character though, I mean, those first three movies are phenomenal. Um, it's a character they created that was like nothing that came before. Well, I mean, it resurrected the type of character you hadn't seen since like the serials of like, you know, the 30s or whatever, 40s. 
um, there were movies like this weren't being made. And now ever since then, you've had copycat after copycat come out, but right down to movies like The Mummy or Uncharted, all these kind of things are basically trying to be the new Indiana Jones um, with varying degrees of success. Um, at the same time, you have Die Hard, where John McClane, Die Hard basically reinvented the action genre. Because I mean, at the time, it was all about the unstoppable, you know, the unstoppable beast of a killer, like in the Schwarzenegger movies and then and the uh, Sylvester Stallone movies like Cobra and Raw Deal and all these kind of things. And this took it and made it like the everyman hero. It's like some guy stuck in a situation. And now ever since then, you've had all these movies that are Die Hard on a bus, Die Hard on a ship, Die Hard on whatever. So they have copycats. So clearly these are two great characters that they tried to uh, copy over and over. Um, when it comes down to voting, as much as I love Die Hard, I have to vote for Indiana Jones. It's so much more iconic. And I'm also hoping, if there's justice in this world, that the villain bracket will represent Die Hard later on. Um, you also um, broke the rules and voted before I told you, but I allow that because um, I was going to save your vote for the last. But oh, it is. Yeah, Indiana yeah, Jones. Sorry. sorry. Uh, you're good. Jeremy, give me your vote. Yeah, as much as I love Die Hard, especially Die Hard with a Vengeance, it's one of my favorite action movies of all time. I, 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 it made me a Sam Jackson fan, you know what I mean? But yeah. that's not what we're talking about. I got to give it to Indiana Jones. Uh, the first one will always be great, but that that one is just absolutely fantastic. They're here. Uh, I know. They found Don't bring, us. Don't bring attention. We get out of them. Oh, God, they're always here. Uh, JTH. Uh, got to go Indiana Jones, hands down. Um, and Colton? Yeah, this would have been a clean sweep, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Indiana I would like to vote Indiana Jones when I'm supposed to now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, I didn't expect that. I would have been kind of upset if Indiana Jones would have been eliminated, but I do love Indiana Jones. Um, uh, you can definitely tell Coho and Boatman kind of – oh, I didn't say uh, – had the ranking of this. Uh, number four is Rocky Balboa versus Django Friedman from uh, Django Unchained. So, interesting. The Italian Stallion versus uh, the man that's in one movie that kills a lot of people and uh, a lot of interesting moments. So, uh, we're going to start with JTH. Have you seen both these movies? Yes, I have. All right, perfect. We're on to a great start today, JTH. Good job. Um, he's coming for everybody's wars. Uh, anyways, what, uh, what's your, your opinion on both these characters? So I, I really like Rocky Balboa as a character a lot. Um, to me, I've always really liked the uh, the character arc that Rocky went throughout the uh, the trilogy, whether it be throughout the Rocky films to the Rocky Balboa film to the Creed movies. I think it was kind of the kind of essentially the perfect arc that that character could possibly go on. Uh, Django, as you said, kills a lot of people. To me, I, I really like the dimensions that they did give in in the film, but. To me, I think I kind of have my uh, my favorite in this one, but I won't say because I'm not going to break the rules. Thank you. Um, we'll go Holtzman. Uh, yeah, I have seen all of the Rocky movies because I watched them, and then they took it out of fandom very shortly after I did that uh, because the universe hates me. Um, and, yeah, uh, I have seen Django Unchained many a time. Um not not a big sports guy. Going to be fully upfront about this. I think that the Rocky movies are quite boring and uninteresting uh, a lot of the time. Uh, I think 
several of the supporting characters are arguably more interesting and better choices than Rocky Balboa himself would have been. Uh, whereas Django, I think, like, yeah, he only has that one movie, but the arc, the journey, the character that he has in that single film is a greater arc than Rocky has over eight movies. So, yeah. I don't know um, our producer backstage looks surprised that me, Cameron Holzman, is voting against the sports thing, probably. Uh, Brian. Yeah, Rocky Balboa is another one of those who's kind of the characters change a lot over the years. I mean, the original one, I mean, is it's it's a straight out drama. Um, it's got a lot of depth to the character, a lot of dimensions to him. Uh, but then as you got into two, and then especially when you hit three and four, it became, you know, very shallow movies and shallow character. It became, you know, more just entertainment. But honestly, like for me, as a, while I know like Rocky one is the better movie, like Rocky four is my favorite of the bunch, even though it's just cheesetastic and it's just basically a movie full of montages and music videos. I still love that one the most just because it's got the most fun to it. Um, and then, but after that, I mean, there it was like Rocky five and that, but they tried, tried to build the character back up. By the time he hit the Creed movies, it felt like a real character again. It wasn't such a character anymore. Um, as far as Django, uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino movies are weird for me because it's always like the first time I see a Quentin Tarantino movie, I kind of just am not that big a fan of it. But the more I watch a movie, I love it more and more and more for the most part. Not all of them, but many of them. And Django is one that's actually, it's probably one of my top maybe three, uh, three or four Quentin Tarantino movies at this point. And a lot of that is due to the character of Django himself because, I mean, Jamie Foxx, this guy who started out on In Living Color doing, you know, just comedy shtick um this is a guy who he brought some depth to this character and you kind of feel for him and and you get to see him uh you know you understand his journey you know what he's trying to get to you get to see him exact revenge so just satisfaction as a viewer and i just thought it was a great character yeah absolutely um jeremy i think you're the final one yeah um i love both of these characters like i grew up with rocky you know, and uh, I love the sports movies, but boxing movies especially. And it starts to not didn't start with Rocky, but Rocky really nailed it. You know, he loses, he wins, he loses people, he wins. You know, he tries to build himself up while not succumbing to everything. But Django, man, he he was a slave. Like he gets freed by this guy who's just looking for another guy, and then his adventure starts. So, you know, he tells me about his wife and the whole way that story goes and the way Tarantino tells it is just incredible. Like this is a very tough choice for me. So I thank you for making me go last. <laughs> Sir. Uh, JTH. Who do you give the veg to? I, I have to give it to Rocky just because I've, I've seen them a lot more. I kind of embraced the character a lot more, nothing against uh, Django and chain to me. The Rocky films are just more my personal taste of film so i'm gonna give it to rocky well, i'm gonna make this an easy tie really quick uh holton who do down. you give the that's what i thought crazy um brian i go Django actually Django. okay two two or two one uh jeremy man um as much as i love tarantino in this movie rocky's just iconic i mean rocky ended the cold war so i'm gonna have to go with rocky all right you've activated it. he has no colored hair anymore but 
Coho. Who's your edge? Uh, Rocky Balboa is going to the next round. Uh, man beat cancer and communism. Give it to him. Okay. So we'll see him in the next round. Uh, next one, the five seed, the dude versus the 12 seed, Shrek. So, Jeremy? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, damn. Uh, <laughs> so, I love The Big Lebowski, like everybody should, I feel. Like, it's a, a perfect movie. I'm sure the people that don't, and it's fine. But again, like, once I started catching up on the Coen brothers and stuff, like, it's just, it's, I watch it four times a year without fail. Um, Shrek, I really enjoy. I think I would love to have had the Chris Farley Shrek that we never got tragically, but Mike Myers did a great thing. Uh, Donkey is great. The characters are great, but it got, there's like five or six or whatever. And, you know, but. Um, Brian. Um, the dude, uh, the um, Coen Brothers, another one of those kind of like Tarantino. Coen Brothers accepts are a lot more hit and miss for me. I love some of the movies. I don't like some of their movies and it tends to be a lot of the opposite ones of a lot of other people. But Big Lebowski is probably my favorite uh, uh, Coen Brothers movie. And that's largely due to the characters, uh, mainly the dude, Big uh, Lebowski, as portrayed by Jeff Bridges. Um, it's just, it, he creates such a, such a unique person with a, such a unique perspective. And it's just, you really like his attitude on life and you just like how he handles situations and flows through everything. Uh, so I really enjoy that. Uh, Shrek, I would like a lot more if Mike Myers hadn't already done the exact same character with the exact same voice, with the exact same jokes in some case on Saturday Night Live and So I Married an Axe Murder and several other projects he had done before that. So he was just recycling everything. So would the Chris Farley one have been better? Maybe, who knows? But uh, what we got, while entertaining, uh, the, its lack of originality, the fact that he's recycling stuff kind of kills it for me. But was he ever an ogre before? Come back to that later. Um, Holtzman. The fact that either of these characters are in the top 16 for protagonist of all time is baffling. Try you ignorant slut. Let alone Shrek being above John McClane. <laughs> right? <laughs> I have been very vocal about this in the past. I don't get the hype when it comes to the Big Lebowski. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why people love that movie so much. I think the characters are fine. They serve uh, the movie well, but I don't really care about the movie that they're serving. Um, Shrek uh, is a character that I grew up with as a child uh, that terrified the shit out of me when I was four. I legitimately would scream if I heard anything from the movie. Uh, both of these. This is, this is like, I, I have a leaning, but truly... I the general feeling I have towards this round is apathy. <laughs> so you're you're upset with the the committee that picked these characters. Yes. Very hey, you want you want to talk about a crumb bum scum bum punk. Um 
<laughs> Still love Jersey Derek. Uh, JTH. So this is kind of just like the Indiana Jones John McClane match, but in a whole different way. Shrek is kind of the, the character that we grew up with, and then the dude is kind of that character that we all, you know, grew up once we got older. So it, honestly, I have no idea where I'm going to go with this. This this is two different kind of characters trying to be two completely different things. I well, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, we're going to have fun voting in a second. Jeremy, what's your vote? Man, it's not even close. It is the dude. Like, I got to. I think Lebowski sucks, but I can I can understand the dude uh, stuff. Um, Brian? The dude. The dude, too. Does the cat, does the guy, does the child, the animated thing that scared you when a child win, or does the guy that's drinking white Russians and pissed? My vote goes to Shrek. Change the green. Like, <laughs> what color is that? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, JTH. I'm going it's to do. Two. All right, dude moves on. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that was coming. <laughs> That's fair. Um, okay, so the next one, uh, number six seed, I believe, Ferris Bueller versus. CC Baxter from the apartment. Talk about Billy Wilder. He appears. Um, I know this one pretty clear, cut and dry, right off the gate. So I'm just going to go to him first. Brian, uh, where, <laughs> where? Talk about the characters or talk about the one. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, Ferris Bueller is, is a great character. I mean, uh, as Matthew Broderick portrays him, I mean, he's he's curious, mad. I mean, because he's young, but he's also clearly like you know, kind of wise beyond his years. Uh, he's kind of that guy who he's kind of a jerk, but yet he also you want to be his best friend because he's really likable. I mean, he does all these sneaky things, but really he's doing it all to show his friend a great day. You know, he's basically doing it for his friend. Um, so I mean, you get all his motivations. You you uh, you enjoy his antics and all in all it's just an entertaining character um the apartment is a movie i only came to you know i don't know five years ago or so i finally watched it and it's a very good movie i enjoy it a lot but the character is in my opinion it's kind of just jack lemon playing jack lemon okay um jth have you seen both these movies or just one i have not seen the apartment no okay but what's your feelings on ferris bueller really like the character as a whole um the character was so good they tried to make a complete different tv show out of it called saved by the bell and it absolutely sucked um hot take i'm sure i'm well, also the Ferris Bueller tv show so and i i don't remember that so. <laughs> um but yeah i've always loved Ferris Bueller as, as a character itself and i've just cracked cody up um so even if i had seen the apartment i probably would go ferris but i'm, I'm not gonna do the bracket dirty like that so i'll i'll put the fate in someone else's hands i think that's the first hate on saved by the bell i used to watch that at 6 a.m before the bus came you're welcome so that's that's crazy clearly you weren't around for the i'm so excited i'm so scared it's <laughs> um all right jeremy how do you feel well i've never seen the original apartment i think i've seen the remake because i like ben stiller and uh drew barrymore 
Duplex, duplex? Is, is not a remake. Oh, okay. It's not a remake. At the time, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Words. Okay. No, but uh, I have seen Ferris Bueller like everybody else, and yeah, he's just—he's a good guy. He's not—he's like, up to no good, but uh, you know, he's like Brian said, he wants his buddy to get out of his funk, have a good day, take his girlfriend out. Pretend to be the Sausage King and, uh, you know, do, do the parade. Like, it's just fun. Just fun. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Holtzman, you've seen both. I have. Um, yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off uh, is a movie that I really enjoy. Uh, I think that the character of Ferris Bueller is what makes that movie. Uh, like, yeah, Broderick brings such charisma and such just, like, a spirit of fun and truly, like, not a care in the world for that character, uh, or, or like not a care in the world within that character existing. He's just like here for a good time, not a long time. Um, but CC Baxter, uh, like, I I understand the the generalization Brian is making of Jack Lemon is playing Jack Lemon. Here's the thing: Jack Lemon playing Jack Lemon is fucking incredible. Jack Lemon. <laughs> Is one of the greatest actors of all time. I recently watched a ton of his movies, um, and he's just fantastic. I think truly uh, like a really great performance. The character and like the arc he goes through in this, and had just his relationship with the people around him, whether it be Shirley MacLaine's character or whether it be uh, like uh, Shell Drake and all them, just fantastic all throughout. So the two people that have seen both, I was like, ooh, this is going to be interesting. But then the other three. So um, unanimous Ferris Bueller moves on. Is that right? I would vote CC Baxter, to be honest. Okay. Well, the other three do Ferris Bueller. So Ferris Bueller is going to move on to the next round. Um, All right. Um, Next, we've got the seventh seed, Mary Poppins, taking on Red from the Shawshank Redemption. Yet the dude faces Shrek. <laughs> this is some bullshit. I love this. Can I bring back John McClane and bounce one of these? So, um, well, if you ever say the slander against both of these, um, the disrespect. Um, first, we'll go Cameron. Thoughts? Yeah, both of these are great characters. Uh, Morgan Freeman and Shawshank gives a fantastic performance. Is just a really interesting character. Like, as much as Robbins is the lead of that movie, Freeman steals the entire thing away from him. Uh, just a truly fantastic performance. A very likable character who is like fully aware of the circumstances he's in and is rising against them. Uh, Mary Poppins, uh, like an all-time great Julie Andrews, perfect performance, brilliant character, just pure joy put into film uh yeah this they're both great but there's a clear choice here and i'm gonna be sad when this ends i have a feeling uh we'll go jeremy um yeah mary poppins is amazing like julie andrews for making that movie at the time she is the perfect person the only person around for them probably to pull that off it's absolutely wonderful she's sweet i wish she had taken care of me when i was little you know um, but Red is is the anchor of that movie too. Like he tells us the story, 
he fills us in kind of in between, you know, and gives us what it's really like to be there with them. So, um, before I go to anybody else, just watch Mary Poppins. I rewatched it. That movie's fucking incredible. I don't care what anybody says. Um, JTH. Yeah, I'm kind of torn on this one too. Mary Poppins is an incredible character, whereas Red, I don't think has the uh, the prestige of the Mary Poppins, but has an incredible story to tell, a great character throughout. Another one I'm going to be really torn about for hopefully a little while longer. I don't know how Brian sits. I know how Brian sits about Shawshank as a whole, but I don't know how he sits on these characters. So I'm interested to see. So, Brian, how do you feel? I don't know how I feel. Um, this is probably the one so far that I honestly don't know how I'm going to vote yet. Um, because, I mean, they're both uh, great characters in great movies, but they're neither of them is like, you know, any of my favorite characters. Neither of them has like a, a huge lead above the other one in my eyes. Um, but as far as Mary Poppins, I mean, uh, again, I mean, obviously it, ca- it came from from a pre-existing book, but uh, Julie Andrews did so much to make the character what she is and just the, the musicality of her and the creativity of the character. And just, uh, again, it's one of those things where kind of her outlook on life and her cheerfulness and the effect she has on the people around her makes her a great character. Um, Red, uh, as portrayed by Morgan Freeman, is, is he's really the heart and soul of that movie. I mean, you may have Tim Robbins as the main character, but Red is kind of the one who's, he's kind of his guide. Uh, he's kind of the person who's like, you know, helping him survive in this prison and teaching him how to get along and everything. And yeah, I know I'm going to vote on this. Okay. Um, Holtzman. It, it's Mary Poppins. It's Mary Poppins. Okay. Uh, Jeremy. Man. It's tough, uh, but I'm, I'm probably going to have to go with Mary Poppins, too. Kind of happy. Um, just let you know if this is tied, Coho does not get a vote. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm not letting you have this fire. Uh, Brian, I don't know where you're leaning. Um. I guess I give the slight edge to Mary Poppins. Okay. Thank There's so Poppins Thank you. <laughs> uh, JTH. I actually probably would have leaned a little bit more towards Red because if we're doing Mary Poppins the character, I think we have to incorporate Mary Poppins Returns, and that's a massive No, we do great. not. No, we do not. This is Julie Andrews, Mary Poppins. If I can ignore a good day to die hard and, and uh, can <laughs> Yeah, if you could say there's only three Indiana Joneses, we could say there's only one Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. That, that decision <laughs> that should have been made. That decision should have been made. Okay. Um, okay, so Poppins moves on. Uh, we're about to close out round one. Since, again, just to let everybody know, round ones take longer than any other rounds because we're talking about them. The next time we'll just be boom, boom, boom. Um, so the final matchup of the protagonist um, is going to be Marlon from Finding Nemo taking on Ellen Ripley. Oh, is that the best goldfish pick they can they, find? They have the same eyes. Go back to that picture. They have the exact same eyes. I just uh, like the, can we pull back up the picture? Can we pull back up the picture? Probably not. 
Apparently not. He's you know, too they ashamed. Have the same I don't care. deleted at the moment it came Burns, out. yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> have very similar eyes. It's fair. Uh, give it. Okay. Ripley's eyes might actually be a little bit bigger than the goldfish, actually. All right. Thoughts on this? Uh, I'll go with uh, Jeremy. Okay. Um, man. Alien, like, that's – this is one of those where you can't really drop any, can you? Like, you go, they're just ups and downs. They're great movies. And she's a great character through them. Um, Aliens, I think, is probably the best iteration, right? You know, get away from her, you bitch. Like, she's a protector. Like, she's a warrior. And then at the same time, Marlon does – he's just trying to get his kid back, you know? He went too close, got picked up, and then he goes on this awesome adventure, that you know that movie solidified Pixar forever, probably. So, but I love them both. Okay, JTH. Um, so I'm actually not big on the uh, the Finding movies personally, um, but I do really like the uh, the Alien films. I think Ripley is an incredible character, so I think I've kind of already made my selection. Okay, Holson. Uh, yeah, Marlon, I think, is one of the best characters in the entire Pixar canon. I think just, uh, his dedication, like, his commitment as a father to go literally, like, to, for a fish, the ends of the earth, and, uh, in order to save his son, is, like, a very brave, very noble, very admirable thing to do, um... Ripley, though, is like the like the sci-fi character, the sci-fi protagonist, one of the great like action heroines. Um, yeah, she's fantastic in Alien. Uh, I don't love Aliens as a movie, but I think her growth as a character is really good. I think she's still really solid in uh, Alien Three. Uh, and then uh, the Ripley and Resurrection is not Ellen Ripley, so that one legitimately doesn't count, Spence. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ripley in the Aliens movies, I mean, like uh, Cameron already said, she's like the iconic sci-fi action heroine. And this is at a time when there wasn't really such a thing as action heroine. I mean, before they made Ellen Ripley the, the star, the, the female lead of an action movie. The only time that happened is in something cheesy like, you know, Barbarella, Queen of the Galaxy or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but you have this movie where Ellen Ripley is this person who, you know, she was just another crew member, just another one of the crew. And, but, it, you know, she's, but then she's somebody who lives through the first movie. Um, she finds out essentially she's lost her daughter, who she never gets to see again, becomes a surrogate mom basically to Newt. And then the story goes on from there. Um, she she completely sells the action. She completely sells the emotion. People forget that uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver got an Oscar nomination in, in the role of Ellen Ripley. Um, and so, I mean, this is just a character who I think is kind of iconic in terms of female action heroes. Um, Marlon is a great character for that movie, but for all time greatest characters, no. Bowman is sad. Um... All right, so we'll go Brian. Give us your vote. Ripley. JTH? Ripley. Jeremy. Well, like Caleb Bowman, I am a pretty big Albert Brooks fan. Not on his level, but I'm still going to have to give it to Ripley, yeah. Holton Warriors, your brother. It would have been a clean sweep for Ripley. It's fair. 
All right, so we have our final matchups out of that round. Now we're going on to villains. Villains is an interesting category. Um, i got to find it real quick. So the f- number one seed, uh, Hans Landa versus 16 seed Zack Snyder for basically everything he's ever made. And the abomination that he has done to film. Um, besides, say, one movie. One movie. Um, so, I would like the uh, record to say that I did just get a message on Facebook saying TRAITOR in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fair. give you one guess who it may have come from. <laughs> um, Was it the first uh, order trooper? <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so um, we'll start with Holtzman. Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards, or Zack Snyder and his directorial like movies. And basically, uh, I'm going to include this. He's also the villain of all his little trolls online that claim for Snyderverse and like how his movie. He's incorporated. That's all in one. So, who's the bigger villain? Go ahead. See that caveat makes this harder. Um, yeah, Hans Landa, fucking incredible. Just, like, diabolical, truly evil, um, so cold and calculated in every move that he makes. Um, he truly is the antithesis of Zack Snyder when directing movies. Uh, just throwing shit everywhere. Uh, that being said... I could not give less of a shit about Zack Snyder. I could not give less of a shit about everyone being unhappy at Snyder fans on the internet, and I'm not feeding this debate. My vote is locked 100%. <laughs> hey, if you're watching the show and you would like to be on the show tonight, send me a message. I need to replace someone. <laughs> um, you disrespectful troll yourself. Um, uh, Brian. Um, well, I, I feel like you've given one of them a buy round because one's a person, not a character. If you want to say greatest villains in Hollywood, sure, whatever. But this is about characters. And Hans Landa, even if Zack Snyder was a character in a movie somewhere. Uh, Listen, don't Landa read too much still... into the bracket. Don't read too much into the bracket, okay? Hans Landa is still such a great character. I mean, it's it's somebody who, again, one thing great things about creating a great villain is I mean sometimes you can get those must, those movies mustache trolling villain. Other uh, characters are going to be more layered, and this is somebody who the first time you meet him, he's he's cordial, he's jovial, he's friendly, and and you know he's charismatic. He tells these great stories, he's great in conversation, and then you realize he's smiling at you and joking at the same time. He's being a part of a genocide, and it's just a matter of he's he like you said he's just a very evil character, and and he's got, but he's got something to him where it's it's. You hate him, but you're enjoying it. And that kind of makes him a great villain character. Um, okay, so that's fair, what you're saying there. But sometimes the villain sits behind a camera. Um, anyways. Um, that's true, too. Oh. Um, Jeremy. Um, so Hans Landa is incredible. He's terrifying. He's my introduction to Christoph Waltz, probably like a lot of other people. And, you know, when he comes in and he says, you, you know who I am? The Jew hunter. That's horrifying. Uh, but 
we are Legion. We are the Snyderverse. I didn't know I was going to be represented on the bracket. You're a Snyder person? Oh, my God. He is my dude. Cody's replying the thing still stands, but I'm home free now. <laughs> I love him. I love his movies. I love the way he makes movies. 300 changed my life. I probably wouldn't be in this community if I hadn't, like, saw 300. And I was like, oh, you can make a comic book come to life. That's amazing. But also, has he ever made a comic book come to life? He is ruined. But and also, we got Ezra Miller like an Oscar, so that's that's something. You know, they ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine, but you just can't get into. <laughs> I love the footage ends and Cody's in the same position. Yep. <laughs> JTH, go ahead. Hans Landa is a character that absolutely oozes evil, and I like Meet the Spartans better than Three Hundred. Fuck Zack Snyder. <laughs> so, I can't tell if Jeremy saying fuck Zack Snyder means like he is the bigger villain or he's not engaging. <laughs> is everybody voting for Hans Longo? Yes. I am. No. Not. I got I got to I got to stick with my team. You think he's the bigger villain? Well, that's what makes us villains. Like, right? That's what we're going to do. We the question is a better villain. The question is a better character in this bracket. So, technically, I don't know. You're reading too much into the bracket. Uh, JTH, what's your vote? I'm going Zack Snyder. What's the fuck is happening? <laughs> All right, so two for Zach, two for Zack Snyder, two for Hans Landa. Koho, break the tie. Koho's gonna be a little chaos gremlin. <laughs> Enjoy your pizza. Holtz, what I want you to know, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Fuck you, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder was on 16 the one seed. We won't have a cookie cutter person at the end. They're interesting. I did not I was, come up with I would this say idea. YLS has lost all its credibility, but it lost that a long time ago. Okay, watch your mouth. You dirty fucking scoundrel. Okay. Uh, all right, number two seed Anton Chigurh versus the 15th seed Alonzo Harris from Training Day. Um. Okay. Uh, we're going to start with uh, JTH. I have not seen Training Day. Okay, so tell me about No Country for Old Men and why you think he's a good villain. Uh, to me, that, that character really kind of caught me off guard the first time I saw No Country for Old Men. It was kind of a different uh, style character from what I was expecting and uh, really loved the character as a whole. Um, I probably would have gone that character uh, regardless, whether I'd seen Training Day or not. But again, I will not uh, take a pick by default. Okay, uh, Jeremy. Uh, training is amazing. Uh, you start out and you think you're like he's just oh, he's just showing him around. He's going to teach him the ropes, and then it turns and you realize what kind of monster he really is. While in No Country for Old Men, uh, Anton Shiguri he just he's intimidating and he's like a human version of a robot and he's very scary, but he's also very one note. Like he walks and he kills, and he walks and he kills. It, you know. Great movie. All-time villain, I don't know. Okay. Um, Brian. Um, I agree about this. He's just been on Anton Chigurh. He's, he's, he's kind of one note. I will say, though, it, he's the best thing about one of my least favorite Coen Brothers movies. Um, but again, because that's just it's just not my style of Coen Brothers movie. But I, I think that he puts in a great performance. I think the character is a little one note, but although 
it's interesting for what it is. Uh, in training day, it's another one I'm not crazy about, but um, I think that it's at least uh, uh, interesting because it's, you know, especially as portrayed by Denzel, because you get this character who, you know, is supposed to be this great cop, but he's also obviously corruption going on. And then also how he reacts to his whole world coming unraveled towards the end of the movie. It kind of adds to his whole ethos. Um, yeah, Anton Chigurh, uh, I think is like very, I think like, I understand the idea of like, he's kind of one note, but I think that's kind of what makes him so unsettling in a way is like, he is always just like cold, emotionless, like just this embodiment of like this silent evil um and his barber is an even bigger villain than he is um <laughs> and you know Denzel in Training Day he sure is in a movie I haven't seen Anton strikes me as a guy that probably cuts his own hair sad day okay so you're voting for Anton Trigger and so is JTH I'm assuming right okay so Jeremy where do you lie King Kong ain't got shit on me, man. I gotta go with training day, yeah. Okay, training day. Brian. Training day. All right. Um, Alonzo, uh, Alonzo Harris moves on. Uh, Cole's not giving this decision. Uh, Denzel Washington's moving My on. My tiebreaker is Alonzo Harris. No, it's not. That's <laughs> not true That's my all. pick. That's my pick. If you'd asked me, that's my pick. I, you, you're... Wow, that's nuts to me. Okay. Part um, of my all right. But low bullshit. <laughs> all right. So your three seed is uh, Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over Cooker's Nest versus your 14 seed, the mayor from Jaws. <laughs> he had the rights to shut down the beach and he refused to do so. <laughs> so, and let a lot of and let people die. Um, by a shark attack that could have completely there had been literally only one victim and refused to do that so so nurse ratchet versus that uh we'll start with jeremy uh man nurse ratchet is something else like to be in a position where there's some words that you can call her for sure yeah to be in a position where you're supposed to help people and to enjoy doing the opposite is pretty gross like that's pretty messed up also, the other guy had a point, I guess. I mean, it was just like one or two people. You know, it's Fourth of July weekend. You got to make money. I get it. That shark stays around, by the way. Comes yeah. through all the sequels, too. Um, um, Brian. Um, yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from with the mayor as the villain. Because, I mean, like, like, like Jaws, the shark isn't a villain. The shark's just being a shark, man. He didn't do anything wrong. Um, so if there's a villain in the movie, you've got to label some of the, the antagonists as well. I, I guess it would be the villain would be the mayor because um, because of the choices he makes, the things he does. Uh, you know, it's kind of that, you know, smarmy politician who doesn't he just cares about how things look, how the town looks, how, you know, his reelection, all those kind of things. That's all he cares about. He doesn't, you know, he's not considering all the factors, you know, in, in lieu of, you know, what would happen to shut down this festival. Um, so, I mean, he's he's definitely the villain of the movie. Um, I don't know that there's enough of him in it to to make him one of the greatest characters, um, but it's an interesting choice. Uh, Nurse Ratched, on the other hand, uh, is is somebody who 
again, this is this is somebody who is not your traditional villain. It's just kind of somebody doing her job, but she's doing it in such a way that she becomes the villain of the story because she's seems to be taking joy in making these people miserable in her life. All right. Um, Holtzman. Uh, yeah, Nurse Ratched, uh, I think both of these people are individuals who are put in a position where they should be doing the best for a group of people, and neither of them do. Um, at the end of the day, I think Nurse Ratched, like, like it's been said by everyone else, like, seems to take joy in making all of these, like, so, like, mentally ill, like, depressed, like, very troubled men even more unhappy and miserable than they already would be being stuck in a mental hospital uh and like actively works to make them unhappy in ways and like not only that but when someone comes in and is able to do what she is actually supposed to be doing and helping them she like actively attempts to work against that the mayor sure should he have shut down the beach i guess but like that's just general negligence like yeah it it's not a malicious act <laughs> uh both of these characters are complete scumbags who just watch the horror of everything around them and give no shit um I think I'm leaning towards a specific one, but I'm kind of curious to hear what everybody else is going to say. Okay. Um, so we'll go back through. Uh, Jeremy. Oh, I got to give it to Nurse Ratchet. Like, she's evil. He's a moron. Yeah. Fair. Brian? Nurse Ratchet. Cameron? I can think of 16 other negligible politicians who probably should be higher on this list. Nurse Ratchet. Um... Jeremy. Okay. They uh, they shared my same sentiment. I would go Nurse Ratchet as well. Okay. Fair enough. So Nurse Ratchet moves on. Your next is your four seed, Hannibal Lecter, versus your 13 seed, Regina George. Um, so we're going to start with JTH. This matchup almost seems intentional. Uh, Hannibal Lecter is one of those is one of those characters that's absolutely iconic. Um, it's kind of just the, the way that it, it, the character is portrayed absolutely oozes evil, kind of like many other villains that you just don't even know what their purpose is half the time, and sometimes it doesn't even matter. They don't even care. And it, to me, that's to me, I kind of like villains like that a little bit better. That you don't know why they're doing what they do; they just do it because they're just insane. Regina George is just a bully. It's like we, we see tons of them. And, and so, yeah, I think I got a clear cut pick on this one. Okay. Um, Cameron. Yeah, this is such a wildly dis like disparate matchup, not in terms of like quality of villains, but in terms of the kinds of villains these two characters are. Like, one is serial killer who murders and eats people and takes joy in that um the other is a teenage girl who like truly just wants like places her own wants above 
anyone else in her world um and also goes to strangely insane lengths to get them um I think both are great in their own ways. I do have a leaning, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, uh, Brian. Uh, yeah, I mean, Hannibal Lecter, again, is one of those iconic characters. I mean, obviously, when Brian Cox played it, it kind of went under the radar in, in Manhunter. Um, but even then, it was still a compelling character. And then when you put uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins in the role, obviously brought it to an entire another level and, and made him so interesting because again it's not one of those you know one note mustache twirling villains it's this guy who's super intelligent he's smarter than than all of the all the good guys in the movie um and and yet not only is he a villain but at the same time he's basically helping them to catch the person they're really after and so it's got a real layers to him and uh you know you get to explore a little bit more of the history just in even in the discussions and then in the later movies, obviously they're stepped down from Science of the Lambs, but he's still a great character. Um, as far as uh, Regina George, again, this is another one that's a really fun character, a really fun villain for this movie. Um, although I think it was done better as Heather Chandler and Heather's. Okay, Jeremy. Well, I've never seen Mean Girls. So I'm probably one of the few people who have never seen Mean Girls still around. Uh, but I've seen Silence of the Lambs uh, more times than anybody probably should. Um, it's incredible. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it, even that has gotten to the point where they're used that trope in other movies that involve killers to go oh, go talk to this other killer because he knows about him and let's see if we can figure it out. And it starts with Hannibal Lecter. So you can probably guess where I'm leaning. Um, okay, so JTH, who do you vote for? Hannibal Lecter. Holton, Regina George. Spence. Don't act surprised. <laughs> you're the one that you're the one that constantly throws shade and be like, there are twenty five bad picks, in and then you're like, man, Regina George over Hannibal Lecter. It's okay. Um, uh, Brian, uh, Hannibal Lecter. Uh, Jeremy. Yeah, Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter moves on. Thank you, or I would have flipped. I would have lost my mind. Um, all right. Um, oh God, we're back to we're back to Nazis here. Uh, Amon Goth versus uh, Colonel Nathan Je uh, Jessup. From is that right, or which one did you show? Am I wrong? That was not Colonel Jessup. You said what? You said Amon Goth is the character, right? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, you just flipped two matches. All right. Yeah, we'll go with that right. Well, fine. Let's do five. Um, uh, uh, we'll do number five. Hans Gruber uh, taking on Colonel Nathan Jessup. Um, okay. Uh, we'll start with uh, Jeremy. On this oh, man. Well, Hans Gruber is Hans Gruber, man. Like, I knew he was going to be coming up, right? We, John McClane almost went. We knew Hans was coming. The Colonel Jessup, I mean, he's kind of a just a piece of shit. Like he just goes into a courtroom and it's just like you can't handle the things that I do. That's why I'm here. I'm gonna do them. Piss off, and that's in a courtroom, like in a military court. So they're both insane in their own ways. That's true. Um, Brian, 
Uh, well, you know, I love Hans Gruber. I mean, he's one of the the greatest villains of all time. Um, he's just such a likable guy. But, you know, obviously he's doing such horrible things. Um, and Alan Rickman in his acting debut, in his filmmaking, film acting debut is amazing that he did that. Um, but there's, he's a great character. Uh, you know, it, it plays off like, like this terrorist. And you find out the whole thing is just basically a money grab. It's basically just a big theft. But he's willing to kill all these people and blow up entire buildings just to cover it up. Um, so it is very unique villain. Again, something that's been copied so many times since then. Um, Jack Nicholson as, as Colonel Jessup, uh, we were talking about Jack Lemon earlier and how Jack Lemon it was it's kind of playing a version of Jack Lemon, but he was, he is, he was great in that role. And he, he's great when he does that, even if it doesn't create the most unique characters, he's, it's still great. Jack Nicholson's the same way in almost every movie. Jack Nicholson is just playing Jack Nicholson or a version of himself, but that doesn't mean it's not great performances and great characters. Um, so, I mean, this is a character who obviously is very high on himself. Uh, he, he thinks that he's, he's so important and to have some little punk lawyer come along and try and, you know, push him around and try and try and bring him down. Just, it, you can tell how he just thinks it's so beneath him and, and how, how he reacts when he actually loses to this guy. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're both kind of great antagonists in their own way. Um, okay. Um, JTH. Hans Gruber's self-explanatory. It's uh, one of the greatest villains ever. I really like the Colonel Jessup character, but I guess the, the only negative to him is I don't think he's in the movie long enough to really quantify as being one of the best villains ever. I think, what was he in like four scenes in the whole film? So like to me, I, I wish we could have got more of that character because I really like the character uh, in the film. Um, but I think not being in the film enough would, would sway my vote to a specific direction. Um, Cameron. Uh, yeah, both are great villains. I think Hans Gruber is arguably like the quintessential action movie villain. And I think Jessup is like one of the quintessential like drama movie villains. Um, I think both bring very different things to the table, but at the end of the day, they also both are very strong in just like their like commitment to deception and lies in order to get what they want. Like at the end of the day, Gruber's plan is not we're a group of guys with guns that are robbing a bank. It's like, we are doing this elaborate scheme to make them panic and go along with our thing way more than we are. And I think it's kind of similar with Jessup where it's like this, like he gets them so wrapped up in this mystery of what happened when in reality, it's, very very simple uh what happened in a few good men uh but yeah i definitely have a leaning between the two okay um so we'll start jeremy what's your vote i love jessup and i love jack nicholson but hans gruber is amazing and he's also the catalyst for like i said my favorite die hard movie die hard with a vengeance so hans gruber brian do we'll I just keep touring my toy collection with hans gruber okay. <laughs> JTH? I'm going Gruber. Hold on. At least one Hans made it out of round one. <laughs> yeah, crazy. All right. The next one that I said, I'm on golf. Number six, taking on Terrence Fletcher from Whiplash. Um, you know, one, a Nazi. The other, hit a student. 
Um, <laughs> they're even. We'll talk about it. Uh, we're gonna start with Cameron. Yeah, uh, that's the, when the matchup came up. Cody basically put my thoughts into words of, "Well, one is a Nazi, and one is a music teacher who's kind of mean sometimes." <laughs> um, <laughs> he at least sat across like a dinner table, one like a table, and talked to him. You know. Um. Yeah. Here's the thing. I. I am going to state uh, there is clearly one who is more villainous than the other by a long shot. But I think just because you're more villainous doesn't make you the better villain or the better character. Um, I do think Goth is despicable. He is terrifying at moments. Um, just truly like horrific at times. Uh, and yeah, the things he does are very evil. Uh, I think what makes Fletcher a really interesting villain though is like unlike goth who is constantly just like this embodiment of almost pure evil is like fletcher has those few moments where he like gets you drawn in towards him he he draws you back in just when you're starting to think maybe this guy's like really bad and then he goes like i was having a bad day i found out a former student died and you go oh you start to feel for him but then you learn like the story behind that what happened um yeah, both great characters, but I know where I'm going. JTH. I'm actually shocked that I've actually seen both these films. I actually know who both these characters are. Cameron actually, yeah, it is a shock. Uh, Cameron actually put everything kind of perfectly. There's really not much else I can really add to it. Um, it's kind of hard to, to not pick a, a specific character in this one, though. I'm probably giving something away. But um, I'll just leave it at that. That's fair. Um, Brian. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of echo everything else already said. I mean, uh, Amangath is, is a real-world villain. I mean, this is somebody who, who you really know what, what he really did, even beyond just what the movie covered. So you kind of have more background on him and it's just that the atrocities and, you know, like I said, it was pure evil. Um, whereas with Fletcher, it's the guy who, I mean... Yeah, I guess he's a villain and he's a total asshole, but I mean, honestly, he's kind of doing it to make you better or at least to make his band better. So, I mean, it's, 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 uh, while he, you might not agree with his methods, um, you, he doesn't necessarily have these evil intentions. So, I mean, again, it's going to come down to are, are we voting? Are we discussing their villainousness or are we discussing them as characters? That's what the vote will come down to. That's true. Um, well, Holtzman's going to tell us first. Fletcher. Goth is more evil, but Fletcher is the better character, hands down. JTH? I actually go Goth. Jeremy? Yeah, I mean, he's like a Nazi. So, uh, yeah. I'm going Goth. Yeah. <laughs> Brian? I agree with Cameron. One's far, far more evil, but the other one's a better character in a movie. Uh-huh. One is a literal Nazi. Gonna vote for Amanga. Wow, I'm really surprised that he did not go Fletcher. I would have probably went Fletcher. So that's interesting. Is your show you I, can change it? Huh? It's your show. You can you can change how the tiebreaker went. <laughs> True, uh, but this next one's a little bit more important, and I might have to do that. Number seven, T1000 versus the 10 seed, Jenny. 
from Forrest Gump. <laughs> of course, this comes back. <laughs> Why am I always on these shows? <laughs> Um, one, um, doing a job, some would say. The other is a heartless bitch that, um, left him with a kid and messed with his emotions for some odd years. So if she would have just stayed in Greenbow, Alabama, we'd have a different conversation about this. So Jenny versus T-1000. We're going to start with, uh, Jeremy. Man. Uh, I never, I guess I never really thought of Jenny as a villain. But oh, look at her. She's all throughout. Looking She's back, yeah, looking terrible. back at the movie, I get it. I get it. Uh, but the T-1000, man, that was just incredible, right? Like, that's your killing machine. You can't stop it. Not just a Terminator, man. He goes through walls, just walks through a door, like, look like anybody, and it's he's coming for you. And it's pulled off. And he's also got the one of the best movie runs, right? Like <laughs> the rigid thing. Like he plays the robot so well that you forget there's an actor there, I think. So. This run is surprisingly similar to Tom Cruise's. Uh, Brian. Yeah, I mean, the T-1000 is, is a great character because, again, you had to find something that could be basically the antithesis of Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator, whereas he's like this just big hulking, you know, thing that never stops coming. This one is more agile. He can adapt to things. He can, like I said, he can change his shape. He can go through things. He can disguise himself, whereas, you know, Arnold's Terminator is just who he is. You see him coming. He's just coming for you. Um, so, I mean, I thought they created a great character here uh, in, in the things that he could do and the way it was pulled off so well, just the special effects added to the character. Um, and Robert Patrick just, just played it perfectly. Um, as far as Jenny, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to get into the villain aspects because I, I understand where you're coming from. I totally get it. And she definitely did things that were not great. But uh, looking at this as the as the character bracket uh, that, that we were doing, um, I, I do think she's a great character because, I mean, she's somebody who came into Forrest's life very early on. She was basically his first friend. She's the person who he's known his whole life most next to his mother. Uh, she comes in and out of his life as it goes and kind of you, sees his growth. You see how she's changed. She's gone down a, a bad road, but towards the end, you know, she kind of is able to kind of pull out of that nose jive largely with the help of Forrest. Um, whether or not that was good for Forrest, we'll leave up for debate, but uh, but she has a good character. Uh, she could have just told him of her intentions at the first and not let him on his entire life to believe false love was there. Um, uh, JTH. So... The Jenny character is a lot of fun. It is a character that puts the basically the entire movie in motion. So I will give it that. It's probably the only thing I'm going to give it because the T-1000 is is a villain in and of itself. I, I am going to admit, when, when I came onto this panel, this is not a match that I ever expected that I was going to have to choose between the T-1000 versus a character you don't know from me very well. <laughs> Uh, Cameron. Yeah, this is fun because I don't want to support Coho's lunacy of Jenny's one of the most evil villains in the history of film. That's mine. It's been mine since like day one. He That's just, fair. I he just, just remember Coho bringing it up a he while ago. I, I get it. She did bad things. 
I don't think she's a villain. She's just a bad person. The, the guy problem here, a Nazi. I have not seen Terminator 2. Ah! <laughs> but oh, you know oh, what? Oh. I don't give a shit. I know where I'm voting. Nope, you don't have a vote. It's, you've seen the one. It's Jenny is your vote. Um, Brian, we know where you're going. T-1000, right? Yeah, but not by the landslide you'd think. I mean, they're both great characters. I'm, I'm not thinking of those villains. I'm against the Wait, characters. That's fine. Whatever you need to do. Um, Jeremy? Uh, I'm going to go T-1000, but I'm going to watch Forrest Gump through a new lens now. Just because nobody ever pointed out to me how much she actually sucks. JTH? Ditto that. T-1000. <sighs> Fucking hell. I just need one person background winding up to come in and say Jenny. <laughs> I just need one person. Fuck you. Oh, fuck the three of you. Okay, okay. So Jenny uh, is a villain. You all suck. Well, guess I'm uh, never coming back on here again. <laughs> uh, no, you'll be fine. Uh, so number eight, Annie Wilkes from Misery versus Percy from the Green Mile. That's not Percy, that by the way. Not, I have no idea why you put him. You need to watch the Green Mile. I understand. I, I looked at that for the longest time to figure that that's not Percy. If you want to fight you right talking about Hutchinson, call. right? No, that's that yes. is literally from from IMDb. That's it's sorry, Percy that's, the Green Mile Google search. That's him. That, okay, that's well, a that's photo of Percy. Sam Rockwell. That's Sam Rockwell. That's Wild Bill Wharton. Yes. Wow. I looked at that for seven. I just times googled today. Percy Green Mile and it came up with Doug Hutchinson. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, weird. Okay. If you haven't seen Green Mile, Percy is the short, uh, dark-haired guy uh, that ends up not wetting the sponge in right. the Green Mile, um, and also stomps on a mouse for no fucking reason. Either. He's one of the cruelest human beings possible. First is Andy Wilkes that also, you know, hobbles somebody. So they all have their mistakes. Here we go, character-wise. Uh, so we're going to go to uh, Jeremy first. Fuck. Uh, Annie Wilkes, man. It's just something else. Like, just a fan who kind of just loses touch with reality. <laughs> yeah, she'd fit in great with us now, you know. Uh, but she lost touch with reality at some point just before the movie starts, I feel like. And he just has the bad luck of meeting her right when that happened. And being the that perfect storm of I love you, you're awesome, I'm never letting you leave. Against a guy who just wanted to like make people suffer and also is a part-time exterminator, I guess. Like he just kind I'm of terrible. Like, like he's like, I, I don't know. He's not the best character, I don't think. But oh my god, rewatch the green mile. He's a psychopath. Um Brian. Yeah, I mean, Green Mile, that, that guy is just, he's one of those guys who he's just like some little underling doing his job, but he manages to do it and be so evil in it. And he wields this power like a weapon where he, you know, basically abuses his position of authority. He makes people's lives even more miserable, which even if they're prisoners, I mean, they're still human beings. And especially the way he treats some of them in this movie is just despicable. Uh, Annie Wilkes, uh, a great character. I mean, Stephen King movies are are very hit and miss to say the least. Uh, but Annie Wilkes is one, I think that they really hit a home run with because this is somebody who isn't your traditional villain. She is somebody who is just kind of uh, just a person living out in the middle of nowhere, doing their, doing their thing. Now she might have a history, but, but you don't like, 
know, know about that at the beginning. And then you realize just the evil, or, or at least the violence and, and controlling aspect that she's capable of and what she does to James Conn's character. So, um, yeah, both definitely villains, both definitely interesting characters. Okay. Um, JTH. So I'm kind of torn on this one. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Stephen King stuff. It's just, it's not my cup of tea. I'm not into those kind of movies personally. Um, Green Mile is a fan, is a movie that it's been a while since I have seen. So I kind of vaguely remember uh, the character as a whole. Um, I don't remember him being really all that memorable personally. So I, I probably do have a pick here, um, but it's, yeah, I, I can kind of, I can kind of see both ways on, on this one personally. Holtzman? Percy is a cruel, vindictive little shit weasel, and I hate him. He is a monster. He does very bad things. I know what I know about Annie Wilkes, and I know what she does, but I haven't fucking seen Misery, and you won't let me vote for it. <laughs> then don't admit that to him. Because I would, but I can't. So one vote for Percy. Uh, Jeremy? Well, it's funny that he says shit, Weasel, because that's from another Stephen King adaptation as Dreamcatcher. Uh, but I got to go Misery. Yeah, I got to go Annie Wilkes. Brian? Misery. Annie Wilkes. JTH? I'm, I'm going to go Annie Wilkes. Thank okay. you all. Thank you. Annie Wilkes wins. <laughs> moves on. Next, we're on to the miscellaneous bracket. I went through all the trouble of remaking the PNG for no reason. <laughs> watch. You need to watch Green Mile. It's probably a really good you have not if you did thought that was perfect. I did all I did was put in Percy Green Mile oh. and came up with Sam Rock. You have to realize he watched the three hour movie in an hour and a half. So yeah, that's what I fucking did it. He was really an hour. It was on three. Can you imagine when he's pulled all the stuff out of the like the padded room? It's really quick. You guys think the Green Mile's long and drawn out? Oh, that was a priest. Um, he doesn't think Percy's that bad because to him that execution was quick and painless. <laughs> that kill scene, that ten minute kill scene was like a brutal I'm gonna be hanging from the bathroom. Oh, okay. Um, miscellaneous. Um, this is going to be a really quick vote. I'm not going to ask for a lot of things. But number one is Jules Winfield versus Ted the Teddy Bear. <laughs> what category is this? Miscellaneous. Okay. We, that's where, well, this is where the, a lot of wild cards remain. So get, get Would you like this Jules a hero or a villain? <laughs> this, this, this is going to be, this is going to, these next two categories are going to test everybody. So good luck to all. Um, quickly, Jules versus Ted. Brian. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jules makes sense to have in this category because he's neither a hero nor a villain. It's kind of a little of both. Um, but Samuel uh, Jackson is. Samuel L. Jackson, and again, he's one of those actors who plays who he is, but this is a character that was perfectly tailored to that um, because it, just given the dialogue he has and, and the, the plot he goes through and everything, he's a great character, and especially the way he plays off of all the scenes with, uh, with John Travolta's uh, Vincent Vega. Um, Ted, a ton of fun. I mean, it, 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 you love to see, you know, R-rated teddy bears, you know, just saying what they say and, and doing things you wouldn't expect to see toys do in most movies. Um, it's a lot of fun. But. 
Uh, there's a clear winner, I think, here, though. Holtzman. Uh, yeah, one of these characters uh, is just a badass. Uh, doesn't take shit from anyone. Uh, will, like, beat the shit out of and fight anyone who gets in his way. And the other one is Jules Winfield. Uh, <laughs> You're describing uh, No, I... I like I I like both of these characters quite a bit. This is a bonkers matchup. Um, uh, yeah, there there is an answer to this, but if I I would be fine with any of these moving on, honestly. Jeremy, um, yeah, Ted's great. I love anytime karaoke gets a shout out like that when he does the the bit about the '90s singers all sounding the same. It's great. Uh, but my ringtone on my phone right now is literally Jules saying, that is a tasty burger. Like, it's literally my phone right now. So, like, I, mean, I love Pulp Fiction. So, there's not nothing uh, else to say about it. He's got an itchy, he's got to check his triggers, man. Uh, JTH? Jules Winfield is a, a great character. I, I like Ted, but it's basically Peter Griffin as a teddy bear. I think it's it's pretty self-explanatory. Jules? Jules. Jules. Everybody vote for Jules? Jules. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, wait, somebody vote for Ted? Okay, sorry. I don't know what Jeremy said. Um, all right, number two, the genie from Aladdin versus Clark Griswold. Any of them will take. Any of them you will have a point on. Uh, so we're going to start with Jeremy on this. Uh, well, like the genie makes wishes come true, but Clark makes dreams come true. He brings everybody together for the full family Christmas. He gets everybody almost to Wally World. Uh, he, uh, they went to Europe at some point. Um, he lost his ass in Vegas in one of the funniest scenes. Like it, it there's. There's no contest here for me. That's fair. Um, Brian. Uh, Clark Griswold is the, the the ultimate dad. He's kind of the hero and villain of everybody um, because he has the best of intentions for his entire family, but at the same time, he just manages to fuck everything up. Um, the, the genie, on the other hand, this, is, uh, this animated version of a genie is basically the only way you could have contained or fully expressed Robin Williams. Because, I mean, a, a genie in a lad movie could be a very boring character. But they took this, they gave it to Robin Williams, they basically let it be the animated version of Robin Williams and all his unhinged glory, um, where in animation you could do all the things with the transforming and all the different voices and things that he does that really gets to express who Robin Williams is. So it made a great character and great fit for him. JTH? Uh, so Aladdin was the first movie I'd ever seen in theaters, and I remember it fondly. And I've always had a soft spot for Aladdin. It's always been my favorite animated film. Um, but man, why he make he makes you blow fun at your fucking asshole, man. It's just this is gonna be a tough choice, man. I think you're all fucked in the head. Um, uh, I love Clark Russell. Uh, Cameron. Uh, yeah, the genie uh, is an all-time great animated character. One of the all-time great voice performances. Um. Yeah, just super fun, but also like extremely loyal to uh to oh my god, it's to Aladdin. Uh 
Clark Griswold, uh, I have only experienced uh, him delivering the magic of Christmas. Uh, and I think, like, he at his core is a dad who is trying so hard and failing at every single possible turn. Um, but he still keeps trying. And, like, yeah, again, having only seen Christmas Vacation, like, the moment in which he just loses his mind, like, out of at everyone is a really satisfying and really enjoyable moment um yeah i have a leaning but every time i have a headache i still answer where's the time um so all right holy (laughs) where's the dollar uh jeremy vote yeah i I didn't mean to sell aladdin short i know every word to that movie front back it's one of my all-time childhood favorites but you know Kiss my ass, kiss his ass, kiss your ass, Clark Griswold. Clark Griswold. Um, JTH. Griswold put his dead grandmother on the roof of his car just because he didn't <laughs> want to waste any more time to get to Wally World. That's that's the ultimate demerit to me. After I gotta go to Genie. Your own Genie, okay? Yes. Uh, Cameron. Yeah. It would. It is a lot closer now than it was before I started talking about both these characters, but it's the genie. Brian? Uh, as much as I, I think I resemble this character most of the time, walking on to Holly saying, hallelujah, holy shit, my actual vote would go to genie. Okay, genie wins. I was hoping for a Clark upset. All right. Uh, your next one um, is your number three seed, Ian Malcolm, versus your 14th seed, Medea. <laughs> Can we just vote and move on? We want to just wrap this up. Who votes for Medea? Raise your hand. All right, Ian Malcolm moves on. I still <laughs> yes. haven't we seen the Medea movie. <laughs> when we started talking about this, I wondered why we put Medea, yeah. but I kind of loved it. It's if fine. it was Medea from the plays. Yeah, you can make a case. Well, this one's a little bit warmer for everybody's heart. We got Willy Wonka, and yes, we're talking about Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka versus Hitler. <laughs> Is it specifically Taika Waititi as a magic? Yes, we're, we're going to okay. use the one that didn't actually kill. We're not voting people. for Hitler. <laughs> we're not voting for Hitler, even though some would say we're voting for imaginary Hitler. Um, Cameron. Willy Wonka that tortured a bunch of children and possibly killed some. Or <laughs> or imaginary Hitler. The fake Hitler. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Willy Wonka is a great character. Uh, I do really enjoy that movie. Uh, I think, yeah, the way that he, like, is so, like, at a moment's notice, he can go from joyous to almost pure evil and back is really interesting. And, like, the way he is constantly deceiving all of these children and their guardians where he's like, he's walking out and he looks old and frail and then he like looks like he's tripping and he's like, I'm doing a somersault. I'm a spry, crazy individual. Um, imaginary Hitler. <laughs> this is better so than the normal one. Uh, I love Jojo Rabbit. I it's, I it's one of my favorite movies. And I think that his portrayal of this character, especially knowing that, like, 
Taika Waititi is Polynesian and also like uh, I I don't know what the like fraction is, but he is part Jewish as well. Um, and so like s- seeing his performance of and his portrayal of this character as just like this hapless idiot who is telling clear and obvious lies, which is kind of what was happening in real life. I'm just like, yeah, I eat unicorn meat with my friends. It's just like, I've been shot six times, but I survived. Like, all this stuff I think is really, really fun. And, like, the relationship he has with Jojo and the way it goes from this imaginary friend relationship of, like, being super encouraging and being like, yep, you're my little buddy, let's go, to, like, becoming the villain in his mind. I think is legitimately very good. This is uh this is a, this is a really fun matchup. Um okay, uh JTH. This is definitely an interesting matchup. Um Willy Wonka is a very fun character in the way that he's just able to continuously change demeanor, change personality and all that stuff. It's it's what you like in a in a great memorable character. Fake Hitler is 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 an interesting character as well. Once you can you know kind of take the blinders off that you're watching a fake Hitler. So, um, I think I have my my choice uh, personally. Um, also, Redshaw, worst character in Jojo Rabbit. Did you remember Rebel Wilson is in that movie? Let's mm-hmm. just say that for a second, uh, Brian. Yeah, for both of these, I kind of have to separate the character from the movie they're in because Willy Wonka, I think is, a, especially as portrayed by Gene Wilder, I think is a great character. Um, I honestly don't love the movie around him that much at all. It's it's so very 70s and not in good ways. Um, so I was kind of looking forward when they when they were going to make the Hoopers with Tim Burton, but obviously that didn't turn out. Um, so, you know. Let's hope Timothy Chalamet. Well, I don't like Chalamet, and it's, I think, going to be more of a backstory on him. So I don't know if I call it the same thing, but I think there's a great movie to be made there, but I don't think that this, these Can you wait till he goes to an island and picks up a bunch of Opa Loompas and puts them on a ship and heads to the back? (laughs) Gonna be real problematic. But I mean, but Gene Wilder's character, I think Gene Wilder is clearly the best thing about the movie. I really like him. I like the way he plays it. Um, as far as, uh, imaginary hitler um again this is such a creative character and such an interesting take to make it this you know this, this boy who's basically grown up being brainwashed and thinking hitler's just great things that this is his ver- his vision of what hitler is like when he makes him his imaginary friend and um at the same time i, I have to take it out of the movie because I, I think actually in my opinion i i feel like it detracts from the movie to have this really over-the-top cartoonishy character just because taika waititi likes to be in his movies um, whereas I, I think that it would have been better maybe without it, honestly. But the character that they created, even if it doesn't fit all the way in the movie the way I like it would like would like it to, I think that he's just a, such a fun character and such a fun way to play it. And uh, again, I mean, it, it makes sense that you know you get to mock Hitler at the same time as it makes sense because it's what this boy believes Hitler to be as his best friend. Jeremy, uh, I have not seen Jojo Rabbit. It's just a blind spot for me right now. Um, but I, lo- I love Willy Wonka. I mean, that's I like both movies, uh, but I prefer the Gene Wilder version because he it's Gene Wilder. It's great. So that's all I got. Um, okay. Uh, voting, Jer- uh, we're going to start with Holton. 
I, th- I think I'm going with imaginary Hitler. Okay. JTH? I cannot, with a clear conscience, vote for fake Hitler. I'm going Willy Wonka. Brian? I vote Hitler. Oh. Don't clip it. <laughs> okay. Um, Jeremy? Oh, you uh, haven't seen it. So. I haven't seen it, yeah. So, Willy, uh, we have a tie. Um, Coho, break the tie. Chaos. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, someone definitely has to clip that out. <laughs> Brian's on it. Um, okay. Uh, hold on, I have this. Now I don't know where it's at anymore. Um, okay, so the next one is in miscellaneous. Hold on, sorry, guys. Um, people are texting me all this stupid stuff. Okay. Uh, number five Gotham City from the new Batman movie. <laughs> or Benoit Blanc from Knives Out. This is only the Gotham City from the new Batman movie because every review on Letterboxd said this is the only one that's ever felt like a real character. So it's in the character's draft. Jeremy, where do you sit? Well, I'm a huge Batman fan, and I don't, I don't know. I've I watched that thing in theaters like two or three times at least. And I don't know that I thought the city felt like it was alive. It felt like it was poorly designed to be taken out by a couple bombs, like just completely flooded. Um, It also felt like it didn't pay the light bill at any point. I'm just going to throw that out there. You stole my joke. It's not my It's so dark. I love that, that movie, but it's not my favorite Gotham. Um, I, I don't know who's it going up against. I got so it's going that. Benoit Blanc from uh, Knives oh, Out. Yeah, that guy's great. I mean, he, he already knows what's going on, except for the one thing that he doesn't know at the end, just because of her shoes. And he just dicks with everybody for two hours. It's wonderful. Um, Brian. Um, I I'm not going to surprise anybody. People know that I think the new Batman movie is like the seventh rate, the best Batman movie ever made. <laughs> Um, and I, I don't know what to think about. Um, as far as Benoit Blanc, I mean, yes, he's a little goofy with his foghorn leghorn accent and everything, but it, at the same time, it's fun to see Daniel Craig kind of cut loose and play something different than just being James Bond or some variation of him at the end. Um, and I mean, to, to see the, a character who's kind of this, this Southern guy kind of thrown into this uh, aristocratic family and he's trying to face off against them and, and solve the murders and everything, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, JTH. Yeah, I love Blanc in, uh, in Knives Out. Um, the Batman, not not even the best Batman film with the Riddler. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. Um, to, to me, uh, I I've never pictured the Gotham City as a character. Um, it's there's a lot of dark, there's a lot of green, a little bit of specks of red, and that, that's about it. <laughs> what uh, else am I supposed to say? Holtzman. Uh, yeah, Gotham City. I, this is, I'm, why, 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 why is this happening? Are you the way that you are? Gotham City is a a group of characters, a group of many characters, and some buildings, and a lot of water now. Um, but, uh, Benoit Blanc is one character, 
Uh, and I think like people always say like Batman is the world's greatest detective. The world's greatest detective may be a resident of Gotham, according to them. But I think according to Knives Out, the world's greatest detective knows about donuts with holes in the middle. I will say, Knives Out, the more I watch it, the more it's moving into my top 100. I think the movie is absolutely great. Uh, we're going to move him along. Uh, we're going to check out Gotham City. But everybody said Gotham City was such a great character. So I wanted to see if it held up. It did not. Um, crazy how that works. Um, okay. Um, your number six, the man with no name, versus Borat. <laughs> uh, we're gonna start with Brian. Uh, I'm not a fan of Borat. I mean, it's. It, I, I get that uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's characters tend to be almost more like performance art. I mean, he created a fun character, I guess. It's it's the situations, and I, I, I always hate the fake documentary style when things are clearly staged. Um, but, I mean, the character's fun. Actually, I, I, the second one I kind of enjoyed almost more than the first one in some ways just because he got to kind of expand on it, and it wasn't just a one-joke kind of thing. Um, um, who's going against? Sorry, I just blinked out. Can't even remember the guy's name, Brian. Wow. Ah, no. he went there. <laughs> Oh man, the name. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> I still didn't get it at first. Like, what? Um, yeah, and these are these are more movies that I didn't I've watched until like the last couple of years. Uh, and and Clint Eastwood obviously creates an iconic character as far as westerns go. There's there's I don't know if there's any more iconic character just in, in the western genre. Um, the, the movies can be a little flat and slow at times, but that's kind of the kind of the the feel they're going for in these kind of things, these desolate environments. So I mean, they're both. I suppose, kind of fitting characters in their own way. Jeremy. Uh, the man with no name, like, that's the lead of the the only, like, iconic Western trilogy. Like, I can't think of any other, like, three-part Western story at all, let alone one that would come close to that. But Borat was a phenomenon. Like, when that movie came out, that shit was everywhere. Everybody's walking around, 15 years old, going, my wife. It's it, it just it completely insane how it took over pop culture for its, its moment. Uh, and also, I mean, it's stupidity and silliness at its core just for the sake of messing with people. So it's hard to compare them. They're both great, but they're opposite ends of this thing called film. Cameron. Uh, Borat is a guy. He has a mustache. Says my wife. Uh, he walks around in bathing suits or just with his dick and his ass fully hanging out while he fights a man bare ass naked in a hotel. Um, and then in the second one, he's a father, and not a good one. <laughs> um, but he's trying. Um. But I haven't seen any anime movies. Fair enough. So, uh, JTH. Anarchy. <laughs> Hate Bo Rat. Didn't even see the second one. Didn't need to. Pretty much think I saw all I needed to see. Man with no name is a legend in and of itself. The the problem is 
if I vote for that character, what am I supposed to say? Nice. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we have one vote for Borat right now. Brian? Man, no name. Brian, you're so evil. Um, uh, Jeremy? I mean, as iconic as it is, I mean, you have to go with it. You have to go with the man with no name, Clint Eastwood. Okay. Um, Jeremy? Did we just go Jeremy? JTH, sorry. JTH, sorry. What's his name? Okay. Awesome. <laughs> man, no name. Um, because I'm forced to, I vote for Moav. We know. I was so hoping that Jeremy would vote for Borat and give me the opportunity to break the tie for Borat. Um, This is going to backfire miserably on me but because of the group we have here, but I don't care. Uh, Number seven, the Grinch and only from the live-action Grinch versus the T-800. Best, one of the best Christmas movies ever made versus Terminator. They're both great. We'll figure out it's how this there. goes. Brian directed one of these movies. He did. did a damn good job. One of my favorite Ron Howard movies of all time. Um, JTH. See, I actually really like that Grinch movie as well. I know it got a lot of hate when it came out, but uh, I, I, I liked the the over-the-top Jim Carrey thing. Yes. It, was ba- it was basically like every other Jim Carrey performance, and I love Jim Carrey. Um I'm really torn on this stuff because the Terminator films are great. I mean, the first Terminator, I think, still has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, like the character. But is he that great of a character? Like, that's, what is he that's, doing, that's the problem, and that's what I'm getting at here because I like the Grinch character a lot. But, uh, again, that's not. this is not a match I thought I was going to have to to think about. So hats off to you, Cody. I'm sure this was your idea. It very much was. Um, all right, uh, Cameron. So I have seen one of the Terminator movies. I've seen okay. the first one. So I can vote. That's fair. I'll start by talking about The Grinch. I don't love the movie. Uh, I think Carrie's portrayal of the character is actually quite good. I think there are some very funny moments. Uh, like when he's going over his schedule and his calendar for the day. Where he's like, yes, yeah, swallow and self-loathing. Uh <laughs> Uh, all of those things, uh, I think it's great. Uh, yeah, hate, 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 loathe entirely. Um, and then, yeah, like, he does go through an arc uh, within the events of the film. The man's heart grows three sizes that day. He doesn't even see a doctor about it. Um, the T-800, I think, I think part of the problem with the T-800 for me is having only seen the first one, like, he really is nothing to me but an unstoppable killing machine i haven't gotten to see the things where he goes through these changes as a character where he becomes more than just this robot trying to kill sarah connor with nothing else really to him uh so yeah i think this would be a lot more clear cut had i seen at least the second terminator but i haven't and that changes some things brian well, again, though, Cameron has to consider that if, he, if he's considering the uh, Ellen Ripley from Alien Resurrection, not Ellen, this isn't the same T-800 in two and, you know, as there was in the first one. So one of the first one was crushed. Well, he's got just his hand in his chin. We don't have to say that shit. 
Um, yeah, the the, the T800 uh, again, another iconic character. I mean, he's he's uh, because he's a robot. He's purposely he's very monotonous. Where he's just kind of that that force that never stops coming, never stops chasing you down. Um, so he was intimidating in that way, and and uh, he made for a great a great villain in a great sci-fi movie. Um, the Grinch is uh, an awful movie with no laughs in it. Uh, it's Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey, but in all the worst ways, and he's overdoing everything and overselling everything. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a fan. You, you old cynical bastard. Um, Jeremy. If you let me include the animated one, he's a great character. I won't do this. Uh, it's like well, when Ricky Bobby won't compromise on <laughs> flat pancakes. It's a very small pancake. Uh, I mean, to take you know a half-hour Christmas special and from a Dr. Seuss book and expand it to a movie that works and is still is it's still essentially a cartoon. Like it's Jim Carrey in a costume doing full-blown Jim Carrey stuff, but also the character learns. Like we go through the Grinch story. And also, he takes care of his dog. That dog looks healthy as shit. You know, he looks great. Uh, the T-800 was almost O.J. Simpson, but he said no because he wanted people to like him. So we got Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, and again, yeah, like everybody says, it's iconic. But there's, even through the movies, there's not much of an arc. Like, there's some in T2. And then there, he's in T3 and the Genesis. I mean, he's there later, but it's more of just getting him in there. So, but, you know, they're both great. Okay. Jeremy, where do you vote? Um, I'm going to vote the Grinch. Um, Brian. T-800. JTH? I'm going the Grinch. <laughs> Like, this is legitimately difficult because of how little it really does not matter. It does not matter. Vote for however you want. Get the vote, Cody. Me. You know what? I'll 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 make Cody happy. I'll I'll put the Grinch through without it being a tie. With (laughs) some favor. Uh, watch along coming this December. Me and Brian watch The Grinch. Okay, anyways. Um, I'll do that. Um, <laughs> there we go. Um, all right. And uh, number eight versus the nine to finish out the miscellaneous. It's Del Griffith versus Mona Lisa Vito from. Um, Holy uh, goodness. My cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinny. This is Sorry. legitimately an insane. Like insane good matchup. Yeah, it is. Uh, except one person on this call definitely does not like the uh, as much as that one. So um, uh, we'll start with uh, JTH. Unfortunately, I've only seen my cousin Vinny. You've not seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I have not. <sighs> okay, that's fine. Talk about talk about Vito. Really like Vito as a character. Um, that's another video. That's another film I have not seen in a while, but I definitely remember the character as a whole and liking it a lot. Um, I think if I have seen Plane, Trains, and Automobile, I probably would lean a different direction because I've always heard so many good things about it, but unfortunately, it's not how it works. That's true. Um, okay. Um, let's go, Jeremy. Oh, man. Um, 
so what's her name again? I always forget her name. Mona Lisa Vito. Mona Lisa Vito. Yeah. And my cousin, yeah. like, she's like that. No, having that no nonsense New York girl go down there with him to help those guys and eventually be the thing that saves the day is pretty awesome just because she knows stuff about cars. And I guess in the South that like a lady knows about cars, like, Oh, she must be an expert if she knows this much. But then on the other end, Dell just, oh, he just ruins everything for the guy he's trying to trap. Like it just, it's so funny to see all the problems it caused and to know that he sells shower curtain rings. Like that's just there. So like they're so different. I don't know, man. This is this is the toughest choice of this bracket for me. That's fair. Brian. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one of them is a character that won somebody an Oscar. So I mean you have that going for it. Um, and a deserved one. I don't care what anyone says. Um, but yeah, it's a great character. Like you said, it's just it's it's somebody who she, it's not just the girlfriend role. This is somebody who was is a strong character who clearly is the one in charge in this relationship, even the, as much as she might let Vinny uh, think that he is. Um, and in the end, she's the one that kind of that, that saves the day. Um, for as far as Del Griffith, this is a character it very easily could have been a, a one note character, just the bumbling idiot. But I mean, it's as you start to learn the backstory, you learn how he's kind of this this lonely guy, and you learn that you know. That the reason he's so friendly with everybody is he's you know aggressive on people he just wants everybody to be happy and so i mean as much problems as he causes you do feel bad for him and you and you kind of understand him and you want to be his friend so i mean it, it takes a character that could have been very simple and, and makes something interesting cameron yeah these are both fantastic characters um yeah mona lisa vito uh like it was said being that person who like for most of the movie, just wants to leave, uh, like, just doesn't want to be there. And, like, as bad as things are going for for Vinny, she's like, I don't care about, like, the fact that all of this is happening to you. Like, I want to go home. <laughs> I don't like this. But then, like, she still comes through for him, like, when whenever he really needs her like he needs a new suit and as much as like she doesn't exactly get him the most functional suit that he needs she gets him a suit at within less than an hour's notice in a town with no tailor um and then yeah coming at the end with the cars um but del griffith like that man breaks your heart early early on in this film and then still makes you laugh like throughout and then near the end of the movie again just like shatters your heart into a million pieces like he's so real and you just feel so much for this guy because like you can tell he just wants to like be happy and bring joy to people around this around the holiday season and like it's not exactly well reciprocated. Uh, just a fantastic character. All right. JTH, how do you vote? Well, I have to go uh, Mona Lisa because I haven't seen the other one. All right. Uh, Jeremy. Just, yeah, I, I'm going to go Dell just because, like Brian said, he's just so layered. Like, there, there's just so much to unpack in that guy. 
Um, Brian? Mona Lisa. Cameron? Del Griffith. Tied to the votes. I can't make this decision because they are both, if I had to make a bracket, they would be both probably 1A and 1B for me. I love both these characters to them through. So Coho, decide the vote. Who wins? Mona Lisa. Okay, she moves on. I know, it's tough. I would have probably went Dell if I would have had to get told, but... I really but, need to see PTNA. Yeah. Um, okay, this is my favorite bracket we've ever done. Again, this is a fun show. Let's all have fun. Let's all not take things too serious. Let's not get upset. This is the killer's bracket. Uh, we got the one seed. Hold on, let me find it. Do not pull up the graphic until I say it. Um, um, okay, so the one seed is... Um, the rope from the Shawshank Redemption that takes out Brooks, or the nightstick that takes out the fat guy from the Shawshank Redemption. You and, said the uh, rope, and I was ready to walk away. Because <laughs> I thought a different rope was about to show up on screen. Um, so, the killers from this, uh, this is going to be a little quicker. We don't have to get into too much talk, but um, uh, I'll just go with it. Uh, Cameron, who's your vote? Who? What's the most impressive killer? I think the rope is is yeah the rope. <laughs> okay, Jeremy, I'm gonna go with efficiency and say the rope. Okay, uh, Brian, rope. JTH, the the rope. You can kill people many different ways. The nightstick is just there. I go the rope. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm just making sure I have this one. You never so, me so basically, we're voting for what is the best clue uh, weapon. Uh, sure, sure. Okay, so the next one is the two seed, the grassy knoll from JFK's assassination. Or, I can't wait to see what that picture looks like. Or the plane from Final Destination, the first one. Um, that is the worst knoll ever. Isn't it supposed to be a hill? Listen. I gave I'm from game. North Dakota. We don't have those. <laughs> Nobody does. That's the only. I live in Delaware. In we country. don't have hills either. Um. So, um, the grassy knoll uh, from JFK is that an inverse plane from the nation? Uh, Brian. Uh, what's your the plane? Okay, Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, there's no movie without the plane. God, I still just the grassy knoll was one of my favorite things I've ever put, had to put down on anything. Cameron. <laughs> voted for the grass. I've never seen Final Destination. So. The grass, you know. Um, uh, I watched JFK <laughs> last month. Never seen any. There's of the no JFK movie. movie without the grass, you know, either. Let's be real. There would be. There'd be a different JFK movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, JTH. I'm going to plane just because that wasn't a grassy knoll. Oh dang it! Okay. Okay. Um, if it was the grassy knoll from Jackie, then maybe. Okay, so the next one mm. is the iceberg from Titanic or the winter that killed uh, uh, in The Shining. Uh, what's I can't think of the character's name off the top of my head. Uh, Jack. Jack Torrance. Jack, Jack yeah. Torrance, who dies in the winter outside. <laughs> Who's your vote? Uh, we're going to start with which JTA. Jack died better, guys. Yeah, which Jack died better? Jack, uh, JTH, who you got? I'm going iceberg. Uh, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm going to have to go winter. Like, there's always winter. Yes. Okay. Uh, Cameron? The rules of this game require that I can't vote for a thing I haven't seen, so I vote winter. <laughs> wow. Okay, Brian? 
The iceberg gets to take out hundreds of people, and it freezes them and drowns them. So I got to go iceberg. So it's tied, I think. Is that tied? Yeah. The iceberg's moving through. Me and yeah. Coho, I think, both have the iceberg. Iceberg moves through. Um, but as much as the fun as the other one. Okay. So, oh, crap. I don't remember what four is associated with. Um, uh, let me look. Sorry. Um of course, it's not. You mean to just tell you real quick, or yeah. Uh, so this one is uh is the telephone pole from Hereditary versus oh, the stairs right. from The Exorcist. Okay, I've not seen Hereditary, so that's why. That's why. But I know the scene. I know the scene. So basically, yeah. <laughs> Which one gets the edge? We're gonna start with Brian. Uh, the only good part of Hereditary was hilarious. Was watching that girl get beheaded. I vote for the poll, the best part of the movie. Okay, um, uh, JTH. I got a soft spot for the telephone pole. If it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have internet. We wouldn't be here. So. <laughs> um, Cameron. I can't vote for something I haven't seen. The telephone pole makes it. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy, I'll throw one of the stairs. I mean, it doesn't matter, but uh, you know. Right. Yeah. So th that's why I did not know what it was because the pole. Okay, that makes sense. Um, everyone, so everyone hates stairs. You take the elevator if you could. Okay, so the next one is the bees from My Girl, or the, sh <laughs> or the shotgun that takes out Old Yeller. Um, <laughs> So we're gonna start with Jeremy. Oh man. Um, well, I bees suck, man. I've been stung by wasps four times this week. So Can you not uh, see without your glasses. And well, I mean, he needs his glasses. Kind of, you know. Um, but I didn't go out like no punk bitch either. So I think I'm gonna give it to the shotgun. Day I actually got stung by yellow jacks today too. And I took him out with a shotgun. I'm going shotgun. <laughs> Brian. I I know of it, but this is going to be the one time that I have to follow the rule. I have never seen my girl. So I'm voting shotgun. Shotgun for Old Yeller. So two, one. Uh, Cameron. I can't vote for something I haven't seen. Shotgun. So shotgun. Oh, the shotgun wins, actually. So that takes out the rest. So shotgun moves on. Um, next one is... Um, uh, this one's a little bit off of the rest of them, but we're going to go number seven. Like the, the, like the other that, ones have? Well, the raptor that says Alan in Jurassic Park 3 <laughs> versus the rabbits that George gets to see of mice and men. You did before. it again. You did it again. Uh, you no! You did. You flipped it again. Damn it. Okay. Sorry. The toll booth from The Godfather versus the rabbits that took, that took out Lenny. When he was told to see the rabbits uh, in Mice and Men, of Mice and Men. Uh, so we're going to start with Cameron on this one. George, tell me about the rabbits. So I've never seen a movie version of a Mice and Men. I've read the book, uh, but the, the toll booth, the toll booth gets my vote. Okay, Brian. I I guess by that rationale, I have never watched the movie version of a Mice and Men. So I oh, with Gary Sinise? Great time, oh, great time. He gets shot. Sad. Um, <laughs> Jeremy. 
So, like, I read this book in high school, and then I found the movie. And as he's saying, let's go look and show me. And I'm crying already. Like, I'm giving it to the rabbit. Okay. Uh, JTH? So, I did see a, a, my, of Mice and Men in high school. And I, I wanted to tend them rabbits, too. I just didn't want to get shot in the back of the head. But it happened. And I hate uh, toll booths. They, they, they charge uh, an arm and a leg now. So, I'm going with the rabbits. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to put the rabbits through because I've seen it, but I love I've, – I've used that numerous times when people tell me – when people are talking and I don't like to hear what they're saying. It's like, please just take me out. Like, let me go see the rabbits. Okay. Um, all right, so the next one – hopefully I don't do this again. Oh, I don't think I will. Okay, so this is the raptor that says Alan in Jurassic Park 3 versus the garage door in Scream. Um <laughs> And that's not blue. We're not talking actual blue. I don't think you can find an actual raptor, the raptor that said Alan. So um, we're going to start with JTH. I'm going with the raptor. Okay, um, Jeremy. Well, I don't know, like. I don't know that the rap that raptor actually kills. Um, I don't know either. I can't I mean, I'm confirm sure he nor does. deny. I'm sure, he does on tour. You know, I'm sure he kills every night. But I would have to go to garage door. Brian, uh, if it was. <clears throat> Jurassic Park Raptors in general, I'd vote for those. But uh, when you have a garage door that, you know, kills Rose McGowan, I mean, that's the best thing anybody could do is kill Rose McGowan. So, yeah, I'll vote for the garage door. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, Cameron. Did the garage door just sweep in three? I think so. <laughs> All right. Garage door then. <laughs> All right. Garage door moves on. And your final matchup in the killings before we go to our matchups, um, the tree in Logan. Versus the curb in American History X. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm so glad that the thing I thought Coho might have put in this round once I realized what was happening didn't. What was? Game. What was your well, – I was thinking well, – Especially when you said the words the rope. I thought the rope from Bridge to Terabithia was going to show that up. That was in, in the shortlist. We did cut it, oh, yeah. but we were going to put that in there. I heard the rope, and I was going to walk out of this room. <laughs> no, but uh, we did uh, – so it's the curb from American History X versus the tree that kills Logan at the end of Logan. Um, so we're going to go with Cameron first. I can't vote for something I haven't seen, so the tree. <laughs> okay. Um, Brian. Uh, the tree took out something that nobody else could over like eight other movies, so vote for the tree. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy. Man, it's a comic book character. I didn't think at the end of the day that tree ain't going to amount to shit eventually, so I'm going to take the curve because that's gross. That scene is gross. This thing is, I know the context it's of the curve, and I think it should win, but I can't. <laughs> JTH. The tree killed a legend. You gotta go with the tree. Okay, fair enough. Um, okay, so uh, so the tree moves on. Um, so now we are done with the final round. So these are going to be kind of just like the last few rounds. We're going to do kind of rapid fire. We're going to work through them all and go. So we're going to go. I'm guessing you have this in my order, Coho. Actually, you're just going to throw them up, and I'll talk about them at that point, just to make sure. Because we're going to start with the protagonist side um, when he's ready. Again, thank you all for being good sports. I was very hesitant to do that round, but I wanted to have that round for so long. That's awesome. And it My lived up is to one of those four inanimate objects is making it to the final four. It hundred percent is, and I can't wait. Happy Kirk, her Kirk dropped. He would have gone. I can't wait for there. Garage Door versus Zack Snyder. It's <laughs> I would like it's to happening. You know it is. One can dream. 
Um, I think they can, I think they can determine what won, but I don't know. You're taking. Uh... Yeah, that would be right. Okay, I know the first matchup. I can play the first matchup if you want. Uh, so the first matchup is um, Marge Gunderson versus Ellen Ripley. So. Cameron Holton, who do you got? Ripley. Brian. Ripley. JTH. Ripley. Wow. Uh, Jeremy. Clean sweep it, man. Ripley. Wow. Okay. Um, next up, Disney icons. Captain Jack. Mary Poppins. Jeremy. I'll give it to Captain Jack. JTH. Personal. Mary. Brian. Captain Jack. Holtzman. Poppins. Captain Jack, baby, let's go! He didn't say you're the tiebreaker. I am all-time tiebreaker, as Cody said at the beginning of the show. I recently just watched a movie. Mary Poppins wins. Myra Poppins wins. I let you have your moment all the time. Let, let me just have it. Calm yourself. I, I gave you a Alonzo. Fuck you. you yeah, also now Jack Sparrow wins. Why did you give me Alonzo? I don't care about that. Now Sparrow wins every match. I gave you Denzel. You give me Jack, you bitch. Jack Sparrow's on. Put, fine, put Jack in there. Fine. Jack. Ooh, this is Jack the peer pressure that the D.A.R.E. program warned me about. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so the next matchup, uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. And Ferris Bueller. So, Cameron Holton. Ferris. Brian, what'd you say? What'd you vote for? Bueller. Bueller, okay. Brian. Henry Jones Jr. JTH? Indy. Jeremy. The dog's named Indiana. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Indiana Jones. Um, all right. Balboa versus the dude. You did a lot of work to get there, buddy. I'm proud I of you. I misclicked and then I misclicked again. And then I got That's there. fair. That's fair. Um, Okay, I'm missing the next one, just by the way. I don't have the other person, so just put it on the screen. It's Sparrow versus Sparrow. You already know that. Uh, no, okay. So, um, Jeremy. Oh, man. Champion of boxing or a champion of life? Um, sorry, babe. Uh, the dude. Okay. Um, uh, Jeremy? JTH, sorry. Gosh. I'm going, I'm going Rocky. Rocky. Okay. Brian? The dude. Holtzman. I pick neither. No. <laughs> Not so much. Rocky. So we're tied? Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yep. I gave you Jack, so I'm taking I want this. Rocky. I'm picking Rocky. Okay, Rocky. Yeah. Rocky moves on. I'll take that one. That's fine. Um, all right, so the next one I have... I, is that it? We're done with that protagonist, right? Okay. Then we've got Zack Snyder versus uh, Annie Wilkes. 
Holtzman. The rules state I cannot vote for a thing I haven't seen Zack Snyder. <laughs> Brian. <sighs> I hate book winners, so definitely Annie Wilkes. Um, JTH. The worst villain in the world, Zack Snyder. God damn it. <laughs> Jeremy. You know what I'm saying. Zack Snyder. We rule the world. Zack Snyder moves on. Hashtag Zack Snyder versus. By the way, this is Brian. I'm not trying to be complicit in this. I promise. This is went a lot farther than I thought it would. Um. Anyways. Um. Okay. No, no, you didn't. You didn't think that for a second. No, he had no idea. I didn't think it was making out. I it was just me to diss on him for a little bit. Then it carried. It's great. Um. Alonzo Harris versus T1000. We're gonna start Jeremy. Yeah, I got it. Go with Alonzo, man. He's he's great. JTH? T1000. Brian? T1000. Cameron? I can't vote. I haven't seen either. All right. Coho, vote. It's two to one. There's a winner. Uh, T1000. Oh, technically, I don't need you. That's fine. Two to one. T1000 moves on. Um, All right. We had some interesting matchups along the way. This one's going to be fun. Um, Hannibal Lecter versus Thumbs Gruber. Um, so we're going to start with Cameron. Gruber. Brian? Uh, sorry, I didn't hear the uh, But I heard Gruber, so yeah, Gruber. Whoever he's got. Gruber versus uh, Hannibal Lecter. Oh, Gruber. Um, don't, don't, don't make it like an automatic. Stop. We're not doing this automatically. JTH. Animal Lecter. Jeremy? I, I got to go with the higher intellect, Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter? It's my vote, I think. Hannibal Lecter moves on. I don't, make, I, <laughs> I don't make the rules. I do make the rules, but I <laughs> did. Yes, you do. So, okay. Uh, all right. So, the final matchup in this round is. Um, uh, Amon Goff versus the Nurse Raptor. Wow. Hear me. Um, literal Nazi. Yeah, Goff. JTH? Nurse Raptor. Brian? Uh, again, I think I'm going more evil versus characters. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go with Ratchet. Um, Kim. Nurse Ratchet, take it home. Nurse Ratchet takes it. All right. Ooh, let's see. These are interesting. Um, so Jules Winfield versus Mona Lisa Vita. Uh, Cameron. These do not. These don't get easier. <laughs> no, the no. Jules Winfield. Brian. I love Marissa Tomei, but Jules Winfield's a better character. JTH. Jules. Jeremy. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? Jules Winfield. All right. Um, he looks next. like Jules Winfield. <laughs> next. <laughs> More than next. Uh, next, we've got <laughs> Hitler versus Imagine Hitler. Benoit Blanc. Uh, so, Jeremy. Uh, I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, so I have to vote. Oh. Okay. JTH? Uh, Damn. Um, 
Brian. Hitler. Cameron. Imaginary Hitler. <laughs> ben Wablock. Yeah. Okay. yeah. If you do a salute, Coho, bam. Um, I would like to um, appreciate also, less than five minutes after it happened, we got sent a gift from Brian of Coho saying, Chaos Hitler. It will be circulating from a long time. You asked for it. Uh, um, next up, Genie versus the Grinch. Cameron. Genie. Brian. Jeannie. JTH. Jeannie. Jeremy. Jeannie. That's fair. I'm not upset anymore. He <laughs> made the second round. I'm more surprised than anybody else. <laughs> Zack Snyder went farther, though. I'm really shocked. Um, okay. At least he's under the villain title. Ian Malcolm versus the man with no name. Jeremy. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's better at laying down than anybody. Ian Malcolm. JTH? Man with no name. Okay. Brian? Ian Malcolm. Cameron? I'm legally required to vote for Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm moves on. Next up, we have the rope that took out Brooks in the Shawshank Redemption versus the tree that took out Logan. Cameron Holson. Tree! <laughs> One of Brian. these things are going to make these semifinals. Um... Yeah, so important uh rope versus what was the tree from again logan oh uh, tree 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 uh jth tree jeremy Don't yeah worry. yeah brooks kind of did it to himself uh, the tree okay um okay so then we have the the telephone pole from hereditary versus the shotgun from old yeller jeremy shotgun man. okay JTH? Uh, Team telephone pole. <laughs> Ryan? I only wish there were more telephone poles to check out the rest of the characters. <laughs> telephone pole. Cameron? Telephone pole. <laughs> telephone pole is up. And the last matchup around. Uh, we got two more matchups. The next one is the plane from Final Destination versus the garage door from Scream. Uh, we're going to start Cameron. Garage door. <laughs> Brian? The plane was basically the start of death for the whole series. So, yeah, Fightless Nation. Uh, JTH. Garage door. Okay. Jeremy. I got to go with the plane. So it's tied? Mm -hmm. The garage door. <laughs> okay. Garage door moves on. Um, then we have the iceberg. Titanic or the rapids, which I think we have to move Titanic because three people haven't seen. Of my oh no, two people see my two people so we're all even. Uh Jeremy. I'm going with the Ravens man. It gets me right here. Okay. Uh uh JTH. Ten them rabbits. <sighs> Cody, so we gotta two. put the rabbits. We gotta put the rabbits, right? We gotta put the rabbits. We gotta put the rabbits. Because <laughs> you guys both vote iceberg because you haven't seen the other one. Okay. Um, I right. haven't seen either. I don't vote for anything. Okay, then the, the one, yeah. then the rabbits. You haven't seen Titanic? What are you doing? It's three and a half hours, and I know what happens. The boat sinks. How, how many times have <laughs> you seen Baby Driver? Shut up. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, um, like speed. Um, Ellen Ripley versus Jack Sparrow. 
What? It's Rocky. Mm-hmm. It's Rocky. I didn't have them in order yet. Yeah. Oh, you idiot. Okay, Rocky. Uh, Cameron. Ripley. Brian. So it's Ripley versus Rocky, right? Yes. Ripley. JTH. Ripley. Jeremy. Rocky. Okay, Ripley moves on. Um, this is where we can cut streams. Captain Jack versus Indiana Jones. I hate you so much. <laughs> That's how the scene No copies. <laughs> which which character are you bringing? This should up? be this should be the finals. Um, they I guess I go with Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Okay. Um, JTH. Andy. Jeremy. I'll I'll say. Captain Jack. Okay. All right. Did you vote Cameron? I did not. What do you got? Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah! Let's go! I'm okay with that outcome. I gave it to you in the first round. I'm taking it in the second. Oh. Yeah. I'm moving Indy on. I'm not allowing that pirate bit to go any further. There's two terrible movies. Three terrible movies. We're not doing that. Um... Uh, can somebody clip that moment of me crushing his dreams? That was great. Um, okay. Uh, next up, we've got the team. They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it. Uh, T1000, uh, versus Zack Snyder. Again, I mess, I haven't organized them. What have you been doing? Not the same on mine. I'm flying through these. Well, you just put them up. Tell me who's who. I have no idea. I'm never going to. Hannibal, he lost. Hannibal won. He beat Hans. Did he really? Yeah. You put him through. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Sorry. I forgot about that. Sorry. That's Okay. So Zack Snyder versus Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> have you not seen it? You have not seen it, right? No, I've seen it. I'm just still angry that this got out of the first round. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so, um, these are now uh, in order, by the way. Okay, um, Holtzman, Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> Brian, still mad. Let's hope this ends here. Hannibal Lecter, JTH, like a true Cinderella, it will not get to the final four. Hannibal Lecter, thank God. Jared, <laughs> yeah, you won't stop us forever. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't live forever. Okay, anyway. Um, uh, T, T-1000 versus Nurse Ratchet? Yes, okay. Jeremy? Um, Nurse Ratchet. JTH? Uh, T-1000. Brian? T-1000. Cameron? Nurse Ratchet. Tied. Hello? T1000. T1000 moves on. Um, I thought you didn't see T2. No, I didn't see T2. So how'd you vote? For Nurse Ratchet. What'd you Ratchet? vote for? You voted for Ratchet. That makes sense. We're, <laughs> now we're on the same page. I voted for the one that I've seen. Um, you've not ordered the organized the last one, right? Okay. Okay. All right, Jules versus Ben Juan. Uh, Cam. Jules. Uh, Brian. Jules. JTH. Jules. Jeremy. Jules. Okay. Next one. Jeannie. Ian Malcolm. 
Jeremy? Jeannie. Uh, JTH. Jeannie. Brian? This is actually a tough one, but I'm going to go Ian Malcolm. Holton? I never traded my friend a $5 Starbucks gift card for a framed photo of the genie, but I did trade my friend a $5 Starbucks gift card for a framed photo of Ian Malcolm. <laughs> so what does that mean? It means I'm voting for Ian Malcolm. So we're tied? Okay. When the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. We're going to go <laughs> with Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm is on. Okay. Uh, the tree from Logan, the telephone pole. Oh, no, I don't know if that's correct. Yes, from her Cameron. Tree. <laughs> Brian. Again, the telephone pole did my favorite moment, the only good moment of the movie, so telephone pole. <laughs> that's great. I love that that's your vote. Uh, JTH. It's the most oh, Brian answer The ever. telephone pole makes all this possible. Team telephone pole. Jeremy. I, it, telephone pole. Telephone pole moves on. And then we got uh, Garage Door versus the Rabbits. It's going to be a, uh, it's gonna be either a 2-2 two, two vote in this one. We're going to go to Jeremy first. What, what was it? The Rabbits? It's the Rabbits versus the Garage Door. Oh, well, the Rabbits. Okay. JTH? It's the Rabbits. Okay, you two are tied with the. the, the Give garage. me and Brian the chance yeah, to vote in the final round of this. Fine, Cameron. Garage door through. Cameron, what's your vote? The garage door. Brian. Garage door. Look at the rabbits, boys! Look at the rabbits. The rabbits are on. Um, okay, beside the protagonist, Ellen uh, Ripley versus Indiana Jones. Cameron. Ripley. Brian. Indiana Jones, just iconic. JTH. Indy. Jeremy. Indiana Jones. Okay. Uh, shocking out of the villains, uh, Hannibal Lecter versus the T-1000. Jeremy. Ah, oh, man. Um, I'll say Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Okay. JTH. Hannibal Lecter. Brian. Hans Gruber. Not your option. Damn it. Fine, Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. Okay. Um, so that will be taken on the winner of the telephone pole and the rabbits, just to let you know. Um, all right. We have Jules versus Ian Malcolm. Cameron. Jules. Brian. Gotta go, Jules. Um, JTH? Going Jules. Um, and, uh, Jeremy? Yeah, clean sweep. Jules, baby. Jules, okay. And, uh, so Jules will take on Indy. It's crazy. Uh, telephone pole versus the rabbit. Um, we have, uh, we're going to start with camp. Telephone pole. <laughs> Let Brian? me and Brian have the telephone chance. Telephone pole. Things. JTH, you've been team for a while. Telephone pole still makes all this happen. Team telephone pole. Yeah. Okay, no. oh, the rabbits and, get uh, one. The rabbits get yeah. one. 
And then, uh, okay. So, final match is up. Wow. We'll do uh, Indiana Jones versus Jules Winfield. We're going to go with Jeremy first. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jules. Okay. Um, JTH. Indiana Jones. Brian. I love both his characters, but I got to go with Indiana Jones. Cam. Jules Winfield. Tide. Coho. Actually, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go Jules, I think. I think I'm going to go Jules. Jules Winfield moves on. Wow. Okay. Uh, Hannibal Lecter versus the telephone pole. <laughs> you all know what you have to do. Cam. <laughs> Brian. I don't want anything from Hereditary to ever win anything, so I'm going to vote Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter, JTH? Telephone pole. <laughs> Jeremy. I got to go Hannibal Lecter. Put the telephone I, pole to the end! <laughs> I'm, breaking it. Let it I'm breaking it. Lecter Just let it happen, Cody. This is the no. point. <laughs> Lecter moves no! on. <laughs> the final matchup is Hannibal Lecter versus Jules Winfield. That was anticlimactic and disappointing. Jeremy. Oh, you man, robbed that's, that's the a audience great, of a great If Jake show. was here, it would have been a lot better. But he wasn't. I had to do it. I can't, I can't let him That's what he gets for not showing up. Uh, Jeremy. I got it. I'm going to keep that. It's Jules, man. Most Jules. JTH. Well, if telephone pole was here, it'd have been a slaughter. But unfortunately, we got to go, Jules. Uh, Brian, and your winner, Jules. Cameron, Jules Winfield. <laughs> Jules Winfield wins the bracket. I want to thank everybody. That was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, again, send me some bracket ideas. I'm uh, I'm always interested on um um. Doing more of these, I have a lot of fun uh, doing brackets and drafts. People have sent me some different options for drafts. Um, but next week we're doing best actor, like filmography for the decades. The classic 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. Six rounds, five people. Um, Brian, Kirk, Boatman. And I think now Marangoni, because he wasn't on last this week. I think he, uh, I think he thought it was next week, so he may be on that one. I'm still looking for one more person or two more people. So if you're interested, just tell me you want to be in the draft. Uh, the following week, I haven't really thought of another topic. Curacao is supposed to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. So who knows what we're going to do? Um, but we'll I'll come up with a topic. I'll post it on the Facebook page and we'll talk about it. It'll probably be one of the fun ideas or something along the lines. Um, but thank you all for being on. You all have oh. three days. If you want to send in a list, you have three, three days. I have five lists. If you want to be in consideration, you send it today or tomorrow. Otherwise I have my panel based down to a one coin toss to decide who the fourth person is right now. So, if you, you get want my to be consideration, send it like fucking now. Did you want? Do you want? Did you get my list? Uh, you told me to fuck off. That's all. It was just fuck off forty times. 
I just wanted to make sure you knew that still for the thing. Okay, cool. Um, again, Jeremy, thank you for being on. Sucks that you work normal Wednesdays, but if you ever get another Wednesday off, it'd be great to have you back on the show. It was a lot of fun. JTH, next time we won't make it three years till the next time we're on. Next sports topic, I want you on the panel, so be sure to be available. And, Brian, it's always nice having you, even though you never get your way on the show whatsoever, no matter how much pain you do. Put you and I'm okay with that. And, Holtzman, again, thanks for showing up. Thanks for bringing the first ever light effect to um, our <laughs> our show. So I appreciate that. Next week, if you want to be on the draft, you need two people. Thank you all. Have a great night. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. Your guilt has been determined. This is merely a sentencing hearing. Now what will it be? Death or exile? You better lawyer up, asshole. Because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. So Normally, I would say Alfida Zin. But since what Alfida Zin actually means is till I see you again. And since I never wish to see you again, to you, sir, I say good.